This is the Post America Podcast. That's right, motherfucker. What the fuck you know about podcasting? This is our shit. Post America. Macho Black, Richie Crutch, Chrissy the Baboon. Post America Podcast, son. Download that shit, motherfucker. What's up, everybody? Richie from Post America Podcast. We're back. It's been a little minute, and uh, we got a special one today. We got a homie, Scott E. Banks, with us. What's up, Scott? Hey, what's up, little brother? How you doing? All good here, man. Wanted to get you on because the country's in turmoil. Things are going upside down. Crazy when we wanted to uh, get your perspective on everything. You always got a cool outlook. You know, man. uh, Before we go any further, this is this is a a difficult time. We lost Chadwick Bowman uh, yesterday, and uh, you know, I put up my little post about him. But it's significant due to the fact that he portrayed characters, you know, both real life people and a fictional character that inspired millions of people, not just merely black people, but he was a represent representative of black people, but he was a representative of the, you know, representative of a world, the people he portrayed and he himself, mm-hmm. he portrayed Jackie Robinson in the movie 42. He portrayed uh, uh, James Brown and, you know, people are, were going in on my thing and saying all these beautiful things about him and say, you know, he was Thurgood Marshall in one movie, which, and he was uh, T'Challa, the Black Panther. Mm. And it, well, the reason I say this is significant is because of all we're going through in the world. And now we just lost a leader. We, we lost a young leader. But he was only 42, 43 years old. Damn. And I never knew he was battling cancer. So I got choked up this morning, man, typing that thing. And, you know, to Chadwick Bowman, I'll say this, you know, until I see you again, my brother, I love you and see you in the netherworld, you know, and where the sun kisses Mount Kilimanjaro in the eastern sky. I, I love you and I thank you for inspiring me and for portraying these characters that are beloved by, by all of us. And it's just heartbreaking. Uh, Thursday. I, I'm, I'm in Virginia right now mm-hmm. and, you know, for a moment and I went to the, uh, protest site, the protest site at the, uh, Robert E. Lee monument. And I've seen it on the news and I've seen it in things, but to be there and to see the graffiti all over the statue and the, the pictures standing up of all the people who were murdered in recent years by police and, and you know, in this circle. And I went there and I dropped to my knees on the steps and was bawling. I mean, I'm crying. You know, you know my big 230-pound ass is there on the fucking steps crying. And mm-hmm. I don't have no shame because I'm crying over my people, man. And And, you know... And realizing, man, that we're not getting any empathy from the people that we, we just ask, man, have some basic empathy. They don't even want to do that. And, and there's a divide amongst people. I mean, I'm part Scottish by blood. My great grandmother was white. 
know, my godparents are white. You know, how many people I, I grew up with and love are, are white, German, Irish, Russian, Ukrainian, Polish. These are my people, man. My brother's gone, man. He's Albanian. You know what I'm saying? I grew up with a multi-ethnic, multicultural. I'm from New York, man. I'm a hardcore punk rock kid from New York. Only to have people who have no experience with our type of life and our lifestyle making disparaging remarks against black people are saying we're being led around by Soros and fucking some other fucking conspiracy. You, you, you don't think for yourself, black lives matter is run by a, a white organization. All right. You, you say that. And, and maybe to some greater or lesser extent, that's true. But the fight for liberation and the fight for our equality for black people, it didn't start with black lives matter, man. We've been doing this shit for years. We've been fighting, man, for our freedom for years. We have 465 years of, of, of life in this country. So, you know, some of these people, you can miss me with all of that conspiracy shit. Because really, when you say that, you're saying that all of these great intellectual minds who were black didn't know what they were doing. You're disrespecting fucking great men. Do you think you that know? the, uh, like, there is a huge kind of... Uh all these conspiracy theories around everything. If something picks up steam, then somebody's going to tell you why it's not legitimate. Do you think uh, that's like you know, a, it, like an intentional tactic to discredit the whole thing? I, you want to know, it, it comes back to education and I'm going to tell you why people spew a whole bunch of shit. That's not correct. Incongruent. Like, all right, we, we use a basic one. Christopher Columbus discovered America, right? Mm -hmm. Watch yeah. Yeah. For, for those of you out there that don't understand what's being said here, I'm going to make it simple. When it said he discovered America, not that they're, they're not acknowledging the natives that were here. No, they themselves, the, the powers that be per Europe, they're not acknowledging the natives because they considered them savages on both sides of the world. They considered the African native savages and the native natives here you know, to have, you know, it was 300, 300 or so, 500 tribes. No, it was 310 tribes. Now it's 51 nations in, in North America. They are responsible for killing 70, 80 million natives, 30 million in 30 million plus in North America and some 40 million in the rainforest in South America. Okay, in Brazil, you know, your Yanomami and thing. they're responsible for the systematic death of millions of natives and millions of Africans. So when they say Christopher Columbus discovered America, well, let's be technically correct. Ponce de Leon landed in Florida before he did. And the Vikings were here 600 years before Ponce de Leon came. So there were European explorers that were here before Christopher Columbus. So why do we keep saying Christopher Columbus discovered America for Europe? I'm, I'm going to put in the little brackets there. He discovered Europe for America. We were already, there were already people here. You know, my people were already here living. You know, watching the migration of the buffalo, moving our teepees, building longhouses. We were doing that before you came here. We were doing that when the Vikings landed. Mm -hmm. You know, so people get that twisted because they, they know. Yeah, he discovered it for people who didn't know. When you don't know, you're ignorant. That's all ignorance means is that you don't have the information. Well, 
we we push this lie when you when you look at the people with the conspiracy theory once again you've been conditioned to push lies because that was all you were given in your uh, white american school curriculum you were you were taught lies then when you went out of high school and went to college and you had an advanced education and then you start learning about german philosophers who said that and german scientists that said uh, black people have smaller brains. The Negro has a smaller brain. He cannot process complex thought. You know, uh, what, was, what was the other term? What was the other term in one of these books? They, they, they don't have the ability to have cognitive recognition. You know, all of these type of things they would say about us. But lo and behold, contrary to that, which we don't learn from primary school through high school, is that black people and this is true because I, I haven't done the math to see who created more. All I can say is black people are responsible for a lot of inventions in this country. Some of the inventions white people get the credit for because at the time they were created, we were considered less than human. Well, everybody remembers Edison creating the light bulb. They don't tell you that it was a black man that created the tungsten wire that the light bulb operates off. Oh, yeah. They don't tell you that. Yes. You, and oh, by the way, for those of you that don't read textbooks, I got I fortunate, unfortunately was in prison. But fortunately, I read enough textbooks that now I retain probably two Ph.D. levels of intelligence in my mind. Uh, look up black inventors, because there's a lot of people who are against the, you know, the black power movement, the uh, uh, Black Lives Matter movement that like to jump up and say, well, you know, what, what have y'all done? What have y'all created? We gave y'all civilization. Well, let's be clear about this. Mathematics started in Egypt, not in Iraq, between the Tigris and Euphrates River, not in the hanging, uh, hanging gardens of Babylon. No, mathematics actually started in Africa. Okay, well, we'll be clear about this. There is no way you'll have a four-sided geometric structure and line it to stars in distant galaxies. The three pyramids of Giza are lined up to the three stars in the Orion belt. So what you're telling me now is my Nubian, my Nubian comedic people, Egyptian people, had harnessed the science of not only geometry, but astro, astrophysics. Mm. They mapped out stars and then built pyramids to align with them. But you won't come here and tell me mathematics. We use an Arabic numerals. Well, lo and behold, they just discovered, I think a few years back, opening up a tomb that predates Babylon by thousands of years. They found the same numbers. You see, it all, it all depends on who's in the hierarchy and who's, who's giving the message. They, they're, they're the people that are considered the great minds of life were Greek philosophers, uh, Plato and Socrates and Herodotus, the, the, the uh, uh, historian. Where did they learn? Where did they go to school? They learned the ancient mystery system in Egypt. We even educated the great philosophers. But yet moving into the modern era, the late 1800s, early 1900s, we're being told that we got small brains and can't fucking think. But behind all of this, Benjamin Banneker designed the mall in Washington, D.C., a freed slave, 33 and a third degree Mason, an architect and an astronomer. 
Charles Drew, he created blood transfusion and blood mapping and unfortunately died because he couldn't get a blood transfusion himself after a car accident because they wouldn't let him go in the hospital because he was black. The man who who created... The man who created the science of a blood transfusion and mapping, you know, type A, type B, type O blood, it was Charles Drew that created that. And he himself, because of the conditions at the time, couldn't be treated because they wouldn't let a black man come into the hospital. But his science saved millions of lives during World War II. The steam engine, the traffic light, the the fountain pen, all created by black people. So I'm hard-pressed to think that uh, we didn't create the most shit here. Mm -hmm. But you see, you're not taught that in school, and you're taught other things. So black kids start to create this self-hate and self-doubt, and they start to think this too. And then when those kids grow up to be adults, and they're like, you know, I'm not with it. Because everything you're ever told is that white people created it. White people are the pioneer of it. And so when you don't see your face involved, you... You feel less of yourself. We'll watch these great movies like 300, which I love. And they'll show the, 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 the warrior Spartans. And they're so strong and handsome and victorious and valiant. And we'll go, wow, ooh, ah. But we're not telling the story of the Magi, the imperial guard of the Pharaoh. We're not telling uh, uh, the, the, the kingdoms in Ghana where they had armies of 400,000 men. We don't, tell, we don't tell you the story of the Zulus. We don't tell you the story of the Maasai. We're not telling you these things. But every now and then they, they throw you a little bone. So when you watch Gladiator with Russell Crowe and uh, my African brother, there, the, the main Dehusu, you see him there and he mm-hmm. tells Russell Crowe, we fight back to back, you know, and you see, they say, damn, the African warriors getting fucking busy in the Gladiator pit. They don't tell us the true story. The greatest armies known to men were all African. We like to say the Mongolians. I love the Mongolians. My peoples, too. They looked towards Africa, the generals around Genghis Khan. And Genghis Khan said, leave unto God that which belongs to God. The great Khan said, we don't want, to, we don't want that smoke. But you see, what, what history are you reading? Attila the Hun. He, he ruled over the Roman Empire for eight years until he was killed. And they say he was swarthy of complexion. His people came from the East. He wasn't even European. He was also a person of color. But who's teaching the people the history? Who's giving the people the religion? Who can justify enslaving and systematically murdering people for thousands of years and say, I'm sanctified by God to do it? A white supremacist social construct that only seeks to control and destroy those in opposition to be fair white people have probably killed more white people than any other segment of the beautiful human family i mean joseph stalin was responsible for 13 million dead uh adolf hitler was responsible for about another 11 12 million dead or something like that i think i read at one time 23 because it was a whole world war not not just six million Jews, unfortunately, but whole, you know, the soldiers that died and the Polish people that weren't Jewish that were just caught up in the invasion of there in France. Yeah. Well, if you look at all of these people from the time of the Crusades, how many people died? The bubonic plague. Let's go back. Let's go back to Greece, Macedonian Greece. 
That's uh, King Philip II, whose son is very famous. His name is Alexander the Great. Mm. And right after that, right after your bad motherfucker, right after, right after that came the Roman Empire. We know what the Roman Empire was. You know, shout out to my Italian people. Throw it up for the Italian people, North and South. Sicilian, love you. Listen, <laughs> you know, you, you're, 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 you're Italian. You, you, you are a centurion. You know what I mean? Where my people are Napolitan, my people that's Calabrese, my people that's uh, Sicilian. Yo, this is, this is a warrior class of people. They had garrisons going all the way to what's now England. In Northern Africa, they had all through uh, what's now Israel, you know, Jerusalem. You know, we know the story of Masada, you know, and, and holding out and fighting against the Roman garrison, Roman army. And yeah, if you do the whole history for the past 2,500 years where Europeans are involved, they did nothing but conquer, enslave, rape, and murder, even themselves. So sometimes when we say things, people automatically want to go with this dumb shit like, Reverse racism, homie. White people kill each other mm. by the millions. So you know what the people they consider savages, quote, quote, unquote. They slaughtered us, brought us sickness and disease. But it's, we can't talk about none of that. Right now, Northern Ireland is still under the occupation of England. Yet England has, England has removed itself from all these other nations. You know, they got a little spot there in the Caribbean. I mean, if you go to Grand Cayman or any of the uh, British Virgin Islands, yeah, you know, it's still some, you know, Jamaica got independent in 1962. But the British rule around the globe, they, Hong Kong is back with China now. India is independent. It, the British were all the way around the world oppressing yeah. people. Then we're just going with the history. And, and I'm not saying anything bad in regards to the greatness of the crown and of England. You know, you, things, things are exactly as they are. However, when you make a comment, they say, oh, you're talking all this black shit, Scotty. Well, let's do the math. Why is England still in Northern Ireland? For what? For what? Maybe some people there, like the people in the Orange Order, are cool with it. But the, the other side, I ain't with it. You know? And we come from a we come to a peaceful solution. They created Sinn Fein, so we have a seat in Parliament and speak as men. But now, if you just really sit back and look at it, why isn't Ireland united and independent from everything? What's the purpose of you being there? The Soviet Union fell apart. All of the countries went back. You know, Yugoslavia split up, and the Serbians and the Croats started going at it. Now they're all independent countries. The Chechnyans were like, yo, we want you out of here. We're Chechnyan. We're not Russian. Now Chechnya is a country. Uh, fucking the Georgian Republic, same thing. They were like, yo, dude, we're Georgian. Now that's its own independent country. So why the hell is England still in Northern Ireland? See, the people's struggle is not just about white and black. It's about oppressor and the oppressed. But you see, when you're dealing with people who have low education and they have their opinions, not their facts, their opinions before facts, we end up in these stupid debates. I end up debating with people that don't have an eighth of my education. It's fucking madness, man. Now, if we take it's it back to, to uh, America, you're an American. You're a proud American. I, you, you know, Absolutely. And uh, what is the issue here at the moment like with is this 
this whole thing, we're at each other's throats. We hate each other. There's such a big division. Uh, I've, in my opinion, it's the, the worst I've seen it in my lifetime as far as yep. the division. Uh, do you feel the same way? Absolutely. What do you think? Is I mean, the, what is the primary reason that right now it's worse than it ever was in the last few decades? Well, we're going to throw a couple of things here because it's multifaceted. One, let's be clear: the rich one percent. I'm going to go on. I'm going on record to tell everybody this that listens to Post America podcast: the rich one percent aren't racist. To be honest with you, they could care less. Mm. They're elitist. They have the power. They created a system of law within this country to keep other people in line who weren't part of the, the rich elite. So they created these laws and they appointed and elected officials to use these laws, apply these laws, become law enforcement to catch slaves if they run away, to catch slaves or, or execute slaves should they rebel, to stop the native threat to expand out west and to kill the indians on the plain both uh, uh, uh cheyenne comanche navajo you know the history the seventh uh, uh what is it the seventh brigade the, the, the calvary the calvary went out we, we know custer's last stand and they're all heroic the calvary is here and the calvary we're gonna kill the engines mm -hmm. we're you know we're gonna take some scalps you know, and they, even that was twisted. They say that the Indians are going to scalp you. Do you know where that came from? No. The white men would be given nuggets of gold or silver for every scalp that they took. Remember, you know, white people have a rich history of hunting. So they kept trophies. You know, if I shot a bear or stuff, I have the bear taxidermied and I put the bear head on my wall and I put the 10 point, 8 point, 10 point buck head on my wall and look at. So now they say for every Indian scalp you get. You get a little bit, you get a little bit of luchi. Hmm. They turned to the natives said, oh, you want to fucking do that? We're going to do it back to you. We just could do it a little bit better because we nice with knives. And they said, oh, the engines are going to scalp you. Motherfucker, you're the one that started it. But see now, once again, who controls the narrative? Mm -hmm. Who controls the history? Who, who is it? White people. So now it's like, oh, the Indians are scalping us. No, motherfucker, you were taking our scalps as trophies. Let, let, let's call it real. This whole law enforcement here, the laws here were made by rich people and they're enforced by poor whites. So the poor whites that are doing all this, they're a buffer zone between all of us poor people, both white, black, Latino, Asian, against the rich 1%. So all of these people, including militia members and all, that are white, 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 they're being played too. Because none of you motherfuckers live in the same neighborhood as the state senator, either Democrat or Republican. You pick your choice. None of you motherfuckers are any shot callers in this country at all. You're puppets. You're puppets enforcing the laws of some rich white people that wouldn't have you in their house to eat dinner. And it's a bunch now it's a bunch of poor people at each other's throat and the rich people, their bottom line. It's going up. They're making money in the stock market. They're, they're making money in overseas investments. They're making money in real estate. So, it, it, so it's a fucking pony and dog show. So what do you think, though, is with the election coming up, it's uh, 
it's nearly September now. The election's in November. Is there a reason to vote, in your opinion? Well, all right. If we, if you want a quick fix, if you want a quick fix, I say everybody that hears my voice right now, I don't even know who the uh, independent person, whoever's running on the independent ticket. I mean, I heard a couple of names thrown here and there, but if just me being a, you know, uh, an adult punk rock guy, a fifty-year-old hardcore, you know, skinhead for thirty-five years, I just just for me to be a dick, I'd say all of us vote independent. Mm-hmm. Because we don't like the guy that's currently in, even though people say he did good with the economy and the, the job market. Most people have little jobs, even down to people working in Walmart or the fucking 7-Eleven. People have been going to work. Uh, but, you know, in, in that regard, you know, that one thing may be good. But we race relations suck here it is, you know, I know why, too, how it was perpetuated. We lived two generations where everybody had to be politically correct. Now you got a guy up here saying, you got freedom of speech, say whatever the fuck you want. So all of these white people that felt the way they felt now, they, they coming out the closet. They coming out the closet and fucking saying, oh, this, that, and they making, you know, disparity amongst the rest of the people. Look at this. If I were just me being, a, you know, me being a punk rock prick, I'd say, uh, yeah, let's all vote independent because we don't like either of you. We don't like fucking Biden either who was responsible for helping the prison industrial complex expand and incarcerating more people that look like me. While we only make up 13% of the U.S. population, 51% of the prison population in the continental U.S. is black. In state and federal prison, that's 2.2 million people. And and more than half that number is black people in jail. Why is that? Mm. Because of people like the Clintons and people like Joe Biden and, and his running mate, they all had a hand in the prison industrial complex, privatized prisons. So we don't like the, the, the Republican uh, guy. We don't like the Democratic guy. So fuck it. S- just despite them, get, get a, a breath of fresh air. Let's try something else. Let's heal race relations. Let's continue to get every American in a job. Let's continue to help towards creating a better health care system. When, yeah, man, vote fucking independent, man. And if the independent nominee is somebody that I personally research and I like, I say, yo, I'll go register because I didn't even register to vote since I've been home. I haven't registered to vote because I don't trust politicians. And I think that they're fucking lies. So that's that's now, the quick. We fix. know like an independent doesn't have a shot just because the way this this whole system is set up. So do you Nor- think normally- out of these two choices? Is there one choice that is better for, let's say, economic value, Is in your opinion, between those two choices? No. Is there because one choice that's... Out, I'm just going to give you... A, out some, all, go ahead, go ahead. Okay. Okay. No, no. I just want to say... I'm sorry, brother. I, I apologize. Uh, I just want to say that, yeah, like I pointed out, President Trump... You know, I got to say, I've had a couple of jobs since, and I've worked at three motor, motor corporations. I've worked for Honda, Chevy, and, and Kia since, I, you know, I've kept a job since, you know, the past four and a half years. You know, so I can't say that I myself personally haven't been blessed with the, you know, the opportunities that are afforded to me as an American citizen. Absolutely. But when you look at all the other negative shit, the situation that happened on, on with, with my native peoples 
and them not wanting to get off their land because they wanted to hydrofrack on federally protected land. And now you fucking tear gas and water cannon my people down. You know, a whole bunch of shit has happened under the Trump administration that I can't overlook that while I'm thankful that I have a job opportunity here. You're talking about building a wall to keep out the immigrants. The little immigrants that you're talking about, man, they come over here and pick oranges and apples and clean your lily white fucking mansions. Okay. Then most of the most of the Mexican immigrants are good natured people, good people, but you don't want to give them a shot. But we have other issues here, man, that should be addressed. But you'll say that the white supremacists are good men. And you'll say that these black people protesting against getting shot are bad Americans. Come on, man. I can't look at the good things you're doing and disregard the, all the bad. But same thing with Biden. If you, if you ask me, there is no uh, lesser of two evils. It's like a motherfucker asks you, all right, we're going to kill you. But what would you rather, the poison or the hanging? Poison. You know, the hanging, the hanging initially is going to be, unless your neck snaps going down, the hanging is going to be a little bit brutal before you clock out. Mm -hmm. The poison, you take the poison, you fall asleep and die. Okay. Yeah, go with that. Uh, or unless you go into convulsions and you might feel some pain and discomfort there. You know, but so what do I take? The lesser of two evils. You're going to kill me both ways. Well, I was going to just run down ways. the line and say, give you a... Uh, you know, remedy like who who would have the best rent? Like I, I mentioned, out of those two, who's who's better for the the economy? Now, who who uh, out of those two is better for race relations, if any, in your opinion? Even though it's contrived, and it's I, I'm seriously telling you, it's a bunch of bullshit. Probably Biden. Biden, and I and, I, and I'll go on record and say this also. I I don't I don't think. Uh, President Trump is racist. I think he's an elitist because all of these huckle buck fucking I want an AR-15 ass motherfuckers, they're all going Trump, Trump, Trump. Man, Trump wouldn't have you in his house to eat steak. You can't it's very odd. The, the type of people that love Trump are are so different than Trump. And yeah, he would, he would relate to redneck, them in zero ways. A shit kicking redneck missing half his teeth on crystal meth telling me that he's a Trump supporter and Trump would look at him and say, uh, who is this? Get this fucking guy off of my mansion lawn. He would say, throw Security this thing room. away. Throw this thing in the garden. Throw, uh, throw this fucking, yeah, Trump don't like you. You can't, you didn't go to college with him. You're not his fraternity brother. Are you surprised that uh, all the, the uh, people within the scene that seem to be fond of Trump? It's a sign of the times. It's, it's fucking, it's pathetic. A lot How of older heads me? that I would never expect are, are suddenly into politics and they never were before. And they, they're Trump groupies. They love them. I'm, I'm shocked. You know what it. happens? We get older. We meet that girl. We ask her to marry us. We have a kid. We live in our little apartment. We save up a little money to put a down payment on a home. And we're now we're, we have a family and we're part of the American workforce. And so now paying taxes and paying insurance, this becomes the, Name it a game now. I'm a dad. I have a wife and I got kids and I'm going to work. And so now you feel that you have a need to speak to your local representatives and your representatives in turn speak to the higher ups. And you want to deal with the political faction that benefits you as a homeowner, as a parent, what, how your school district is going to be, the welfare of your wife and your kids and yourself. I get it. 
So a lot of the older punk rock guys that now are dads and father and dads and husbands and everything, they're like, yeah, well, I think the Republican way is the right way. I like having my guns in the house and mm. blah, blah, blah. Hey, I, I, I understand. For a, a little side note, my father and my uncle are both Republicans. Mm-hmm. My, my, my father, my biological father is a Republican. So, and he was a cop for 31 years. But he's also a black man in America and will tell you that he's seen institutional racism on the job. He questions many of the motives and methods of both Republican and Democratic parties. And he's a Vietnam veteran who will tell you to your face, these motherfuckers sprayed us with Agent Orange. Our own people sprayed us with Agent Orange. So, yeah, while you could be American, you could be proud, you still... You, you, if, if you got a gripe against shit that was done to poor Americans and soldiers, you have every right to speak about this. Right? Of course. So, okay, so, man, looking at the whole scope of this thing, like I said, it's a group of rich people running everything. And all the poor people are stuck in the middle. You know, there's a buffer zone that's enforced by poor whites, working class whites. Mm -hmm. And the the sad thing is a lot of the white officers that get caught up in this shit, most of them guys aren't racist, but they were trained by commanders at the academy. They're, they're, They're drill instructors at the academy, the police academy. They taught them to profile a particular type of criminal. They, they'll tell you, all right, what did, you know, the way these guys are dressed, what do these guys look like? Oh, they look like blood gang members. What does that guy look like? He looks like a crypt. They're all wearing blood. Oh, there's some Latinos on a the step. They wear, they say, oh, this guy is uh whatever, you know, she's a Chicano or he's Latin King by, well, you know, and they say, all right, what are these guys? Oh, they're guys who are all riding uh, motorcycles. Don't, don't approach them. Leave that for, leave that for the higher ups. You know, because that, that's a whole nother level. And this is the way they look at us. So when you're going into the law enforcement capacity and you got people already profiling you. Just based off your appearance and ethnicity, that's a problem. Training tactics in the police department must be changed. You can't make one set of laws and application of the law for one group of the American family and then and, and another for the other group. You know, if if it's going down, it's going down, no matter what your color is. Yeah. Right. But it's but it doesn't play out like that. Doesn't play out like it's like two guys rape women. Right. One's black, one's white. The white guy gets a two year bid, a one year bid, five years probation. The black guy gets a five to ten, a ten to twenty. Two guys, I was in prison with this, just bo- both of them are rapists in their shit bags. They should get fucking thrown down flights of steps. Absolutely. But if both guys did the same type of crime in the same manner, first degree rape, wouldn't you think they would get sentenced the same way? You would imagine. Okay. But it doesn't happen that way. I'm telling you from firsthand experience. Yeah. I had two friends in prison. They, they were friends with each other too. And they were my friends. And we were sitting on the bleachers one day smoking weed. And the white, the white guy that was my friend, he caught a drug beef with two ounces of cocaine. The black guy that was there, he caught a drug beef with two ounces of cocaine. I don't have to tell you who had a bigger sentence. 
And both of them looked at each other and were like, yo, man, yo, son, my case is identical to yours. And the white guy had way less time. They both first time felons didn't have prior convictions of anything. But the white guy got less time. Did he have better legal representation? People will say that. But, but by letter of the law, if the statute of the law is to be applicable to all Americans when you break the law, why do we have a disparity there? Mm-hmm. Why, are you prof- why are you profiling us a particular way at the academy level? That shit needs to stop. Yeah, man. That That's crazy. You probably saw that a lot, huh? Like just like, oh, like my sentences God. that were totally uh, one Dude, way or the other. When, when before, you know, during the time that everybody was protesting to bring me home from prison, mm. there was a guy that was waiting to go to his parole board and he stabbed his girlfriend multiple times and killed her. Mike's fucking some astronomical stabbed her all down her legs, all up her back, like all the like rolled her over and stabbed her some more. Thank this guy made his first this guy made his first parole board. I got hit at two parole boards. Mind you, I went 13 years without getting any tickets in the jail. I did two and a half years in solitary confinement along the way. I did an 18-month stretch for fucking, you know, uh, uh, violent activity while I was there. You know, know, I'd say fucking, you know, it's it's not college. This is fucking a horrible place, you know. Um, Yeah. You know, I've seen it too much. And I'm talking about guys that I'm, I'm being fair. I'm talking about guys that I love both. Yeah. At, at just, that, at that you're point, just telling it how it is. I'm telling it how it is. And it's like, if the white guy is in prison with me, the dude could be a biker. He could be Aryan brotherhood. He could be, we all eat in the same chow hall, work out in the same fucking yard. Or we, hey, dirty white boy, dirty dog, whatever, you know? Hey, but when you say, yo, the brother's going home, you give him a hug. Yo, Good luck, brother. Take care of yourself. Don't get mm. locked up again. You know, you, yeah. you're happy to see another man make it out unless you're a fucking clown. And I watch my, my white friends who hit me up all the time and ask me for, yo, can I listen to Madball? Can I listen to the agnostic front tape? Because I had all the tapes and all the music. Yo, Scott, let me get that obituary tape you have, you know. Yeah. And uh, those guys are friends of mine. And oh, I would, I would do well, I would once in a while catch flack from my, my other people, you know, Rastas and, you know, your black people said, yo, son, man, yo, you be hanging out with the white dudes, man. And he said, I said, yeah, we got music and shit in common, you know, lifestyle in common. Yeah, but you know, some of the dudes don't be liking black people. And I said, well, we, we, we trying to get above that, man. If I don't take time and speak to you and show you like, yo, there's a commonality here. We're both fucking locked up. Mm then I'm doing a disservice to everybody. This guy came into prison as a racist. Maybe he'll leave prison looking at life a different way. Let me, let me share and love with everybody. And I, I became known for that in prison. So I, I ultimately, I was loved by a lot of different groups. Did anybody like resent you for that, that kind of uh, oh, yeah. approach? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on, I'm listening to Slayer in my cell, man. These dudes are like, what in the fuck are you listening to, homie? The Rasta say, why I'm, you listen to Deval Muzak? Oh, man, they would go in on me, and they love me, too. They'd be, oh, you're a star. Y'all listen to the blood-clad white people music, man. Or some devil thing, man. You know, they, the Rastas would go in and say, you're a star. Why you bring the blood-clad white youth over here, someone? You know, and 
And, you know, even the old time Italian guys, they say, you know, that, that fucking Scotty, he's a good fucking kid. I like that fucking kid. He's respectful. He's well-spoken. He's a good kid. And the other guy, my other guy would tell me, he says, Scott, be careful with them guys there. Them guys, they are all right, but they don't really like black people. And I said, oh, I get it. And I'm from Brooklyn. I know. I know who mm. does and who doesn't. Even if you smile on my face, I'm not, I'm not stupid. I'm from New York. You know, I grew up around Italians, Irish, Polish, and all of that. So I get it. But, uh, and there's enough prejudice to go all the way around. Black guys prejudice. Then there's a prejudice between black people, like, you know, a Caribbean blacks per, you know, uh, American blacks. Like, yeah. oh yeah. We I do, see that a lot know, myself. Because they were conditioned to be that way from slavery. Mm. We, we should have the worst crime in my eyes for a culturally because, all right, one, let's be clear. The person most likely to kill another person of a particular ethnicity is somebody that looks just like them. Mm. Bikers usually get in the fights with other bikers. So the person most likely to kill a biker would be a rival biker. So when they look now, they say, yeah, well, these two gangs in the ghetto are fighting. It's black on black crime. No, it's a socioeconomic because they live in the same fucking ghetto. They're poor. Somebody's hustling. Some things are going down. And they, the guy most likely to kill another Latino is another Latino. It's common sense. Yeah, yeah I hate when people it's, use it's, that it's, argument. It's like, of course. So now, even with that, why do we even say black on black crime? Nobody ever said white on white. If, if, if two white uh, bike clubs bang out with each other, they don't call that white on white crime. They would say, oh, that was organized crime. Yeah. You know, if two Italian, if two Italian families get into it, what they say, do they say it's Italian on Italian uh, crime? No, they say it's organized crime. But when black murder. people, gangland murder, you know, it's, where you've seen the crime photos. You don't read the books. We don't see the remakes of all the movies. Mm. Okay. Uh, so why is it when, you know, some dudes are on the South side and they banging and they shooting at each other. We call that black on black crime. What the fuck you don't call it to everything else. The Chinese kill each other. Got a whole bunch of Tong groups and, it, and then they got to sit at the table and have a little peace. Yo, let's sit down as men and drink some wine and have some peace. Okay. But when it comes to black people, we got something special. We got something a little bit extra. It's black on black crime. No, motherfucker. It's just murder and assault. Call it what it is. But you yeah. got to be extra. You got to be extra when it comes to the black people. Why? Because we populate your prisons. And by us populating your prisons, you add us to the census in the county that that prison is in. So now you get more federal funding for your area because the prison is there. And those correction officers that work there are 85 to 90% white. So you're not in the business of helping black people. You're in the business of oppressing black people. You're not in the business of helping poor white people. You're in the business of oppressing them. Because when you do that crystal meth and that oxycotton and that fucking dope with the fentanyl in it, we open up drug treatment centers for your ass to come in. And the judge and the DA and the defense attorney and the court officer and the stenographer and everybody, they all getting paid because they go to work every day to enforce the laws of people who you're not allowed to eat amongst. You see, you jump up and tell me that I'm Republican and I'm Democrat. Take a while, guess where these senators live. They live in $2.3 million mansions on the same block, homie. And ain't none of us going to walk up in that neighborhood without getting stopped by the private security in that neighborhood. 
So while you're telling me you Republican this and you Democratic this, yo, homie, they don't love any of y'all. Yeah, yeah. It That's is crazy. Weird. And we were talking before we were you were saying, like, you know, with the with the people in the scene that turned out to be like, you know, they're they're supporters of Trump now. I think there's more to it though, because it's not just like they got older and they got a job. It's like they became like part of the the movement of trump not like even republican just trump like they're trump groupies they just I'm, fell in I'm love with this image and i'm lost as to how this happened with so many people i know i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna tell you a sad reality hmm. uh, being a cbgb's kid being an east coast punk rocker not just not just a new york hardcore kid but i'm a philadelphia hardcore kid too because I used to go to Philadelphia and visit all the time and stay with my brother, Clay Crew. And I know all the guys from Scab Cadillac, you know, mm-hmm. Doug and BB and Big Jack. I know the guys, you know, also they were in a, a homo picnic. Uh, you know, you had great bands back then too. Ruin, Pagan Babies. We had a lot of things coming out of Philly. Mick Rad, you know, shout out to Chuck Treese, you know, my brother. Mm-hmm. You had a great, a bunch of uh, great hardcore bands coming out of Philly. Then you had going all the way up to Boston. You had great hardcore bands there, you know, uh, Wrecking Crew and Slapshot and so on. Boom. I'm an East Coast hardcore kid. Man, a lot of the people that were around us were pretty much like this. I'm not a big fan of black people or I'm not a big fan of Latinos or I'm not a big fan of Jewish people, let's say whatever is floating around in a person's mind, mm-hmm. but Scott is, but Scott is all right. Uh. Because I see him at the sick of it all show. I see him at the killing time show. I see him, you know, back then they were called raw deal. You know, I, I see him at the, I was with him at Cro-Mags. We were drinking forties of beer in front of the place. I seen him at Murphy's law with uh, six and violence and Ludi Christ, or, you know, I, so I'm not a real big fan of black people, but yo, Scotty's cool. You know, he's a skinhead. He's wearing fucking flight jacket and Dr. Martin's. So he relates, but those same people now are adults. Gotcha. And a gotcha. lot of that was going on. And I, you know, unbeknownst to me, but looking back, man, it was a, it was a lot of people like that. And I, and through the years I've put several people like that in check. Like the dude that would say to me, Yo, Scott, man, you're cool. And, you know, I get all happy because I'm naturally friendly and I get all happy and say, yo, man, thanks, man. Thanks. Thanks for the compliment. They say, yeah, you know, you're not like the other ones. Oh, and then my soul just fucking drops and my fucking back of my neck breaks out in sweat. And I want to break this fucking dude's jaw and loosen all the fillings in his fucking yeah. teeth. Because <laughs> I go like this. I say, I say, I'm not like the other who. You know, yeah, the other say black it, guys. say it. The other who, say you know, it. Yeah, yeah. You know, like the other black guys in the hood. You know that they, they they talk the slang and they're wearing it, and I crack them. <laughs> and dudes are saying, "No, no, no, Scotty, don't hit him." I'm saying, "Man, I'm gonna drag this motherfucker around this concrete right now and swamp the life out of you." And they go, "No, no, 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 Scotty," and they break it up, and they're like, "Scott, don't beat him up." I'm like, "Yo, the fuck did you just say?" I'm like, "Every one of them black guys, mm-hmm. whether he be a fucking hood rat dude or dude pitching on the block." Or he'd be a fucking doctor with a PhD and a fucking or a lawyer. I'm like every black person. Fuck are you talking to? You think because we have a commonality because I listen to this brutal hardcore music because I listen to hate breed that 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 makes you and me a alikes? Yo, watch your mouth, son. Yeah. Because I represent every black person on the planet, and I will clap you. 
And they, they do, oh, shit, yo. So, you know, and, and these people are like, yeah, they expect you to be Sammy Davis Jr. They're not expecting you to be Malcolm X. So basically you're saying that a lot of these dudes just never went through a time where they w- were tested and their real feelings were exposed. Tony, I, I, listen, look, look at our brother, P.A. Ray. Yeah. This is about the blackest white person you could ever imagine. I, to the point where I can't even think of Ray as white. <laughs> he has black kids. Yeah. You does. know, and I, and I love my brother. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you got a, when you got, when you look in the face of a man like that, then you look in the face of some guy that's from uh, South Jersey or out in Long Island or out in Suffolk County somewhere that never grew up around any black people. There lies in the problem. Mm-hmm. You got white guys that grew up around black people, dated black girls, dated Latino, and was cool with it. They had the fresh fresh kicks on whenever they came out, what, what, call it what you will, Jordans, LeBrons, whatever, Kobe's, they had the sneakers, they had the jeans, the leather, and they look like they dress like they're from the hood, but they're white, but they sincerely love black people. Then, you know, we got you. We got you that loves black people. You love all people, unless they right. fuck up. You know, fuck, you know, you, you know you're, the singer of your band is one of the most beloved people in the history of our, our scene, of our subculture. Is, is Jotham. Wisdom and Chains don't support none of that shit. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But we're talking about two different people here. You were raised around black people. So, you, you know, you always got to take that into consideration. And then for the fucking Hucklebuck, that, the Hucklebuck motherfucker that jumps up and wants to say, well, that's reverse racism, Scotty. They don't know my own background. Yeah. Because what you see on the surface is what's obvious. I'm a light-skinned black guy. What you don't know is that my grandfather's half black and half Scottish, and his wife God rest her soul. My grandmother, Jean, who is, I love more than anything in the world. She's half black and half Chinese. That's Damn. why I look. That's why I look this complexion. Because you look, look like a feral. I, I actually, you know, I, I, I just look thug sexy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I mean, yeah, I look like coffee with. Hazelnut cream. That's it. Here you go. Yeah, but I'm black, homie. Yeah. Let, let, let's not, let us not get confused. If you ask my grandfather, who's 100 years old, and I love more than anything in the world, too, he would say, yeah, yeah my mother was white, but I am a black man. I am a black man from Jamaica, from St. Elizabeth, Jamaica. Yeah, he's going to tell you himself that he's black because, homie, that's what he looks like. Lenny yeah. Kravitz is going to tell you that he's black. Even mm. though his father's a white Jewish man, he looks black. He is black. Was it Bob Marley's uh, mother, father? Bob Marley's brother? father was a Bob Marley's father was a captain in the British Navy. He was He's white. A, okay, that's came that from hurts. came from an aristocratic family there, and they pleaded with him to leave Bob's mom. And he got over there to Jamaica, and he contacted his people, and he says, "Mom, mom, dad, I love this black woman. She's awesome." And they were like, come home, dear. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, absolutely not. You're, you're in Jamaica, running around like a savage and smoking marijuana. <laughs> Yo, listen, you mentioned just before that uh, you've, been rever- you've been accused of reverse racism. Is that what they said? Yeah. yeah. Any, any particular, like, detailed situations you could tell us about? I want to know what oh, they were man. talking about when they said it. Simple dumb shit that it becomes complex to 
the the narrow mind mm-hmm. i say black people can't be racist i just leave it open like that mm-hmm. these guys man who fucking dropped out of ninth grade and want to fucking th- uh, throw hands with god uh they're trying to tell me no well black people can be racist too i got my ass kicked in hoboken new jersey by a gang of black guys i got beat up in brooklyn by a gang of black guys yeah well mm-hmm. those black guys are only being reactionary and they probably seen you as a fucking vic and they're like yo man we're gonna grab the white boy man yo yeah that nigga you are but yo and the other one's like nah nah son don't put your hands on him don't put your hands on him they say they said why not yo he he a custy son yo he came over here to buy crack yo I were were yo don't be fucking with my customers man we trying to make money so, <laughs> so custy, you know like how that. it is in the yo he he a custy that nigga custy yo we gonna get that money from son you know what I'm saying you you know how it is yeah so now, they that that is reverse racism to them no I tell the guy I said black people can't be racist and and they say you saying that is my, to them reverse racism that is reverse racism and I say well watch this now. Racism is an institution mm-hmm. set up with laws on a white supremacist social construct that is enforced by poor whites. Mm-hmm. Let's be clear. Racism is a tool within the institution of a white supremacist social construct used to enforce the laws and suppress the non-whites and the poor whites are pushed into a situation where these laws must be enforced enforced by a rich 1%. Mm. So racism is an institution, but it's also an individual choice, much like a religion. Christianity is an individual choice. We don't all have to be Christian, but it's an institution that's global. Islam is the same way. Judaism has a unique bend because it's also considered a culture. But it's a religion in in and of itself. The strangest thing that I seen was Nick Cannon made a comment that was true and in turn lost his job and his standing with MTV for saying that the original black people were Jews. Well, hold up. There's a bunch of Ethiopian Jews living in Israel. They're protecting uh, protecting that one thing, right? Well, they, they they were going through the famine in Ethiopia, and the Ethiopian Jews are called the Falashim, mm-hmm. and they had an operation. It was called Operation Solomon, and they extracted the black Jews out of Ethiopia and brought them to Israel during the famine. Now, if these people aren't Jewish, I mean, why would you spend millions of dollars to bring them there? Yes, they are Jewish. Well, here, lo and behold. When you think of Jewish people, you think of the nice rabbi there in Brooklyn, in you know, in Williamsburg and Crown Heights, that wearing the pace socks and having the beard and wearing all black and a black hat. Your concept of Jews are Lubavitch Jews, mm-hmm. uh, Sephardic Jews, uh, uh, you know, the ruling class in Israel, uh, Ashkenazi, uh, who are olive skinned for the most part, but and 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 also Sephardic Jews. You're thinking of white people who are Jewish. You're not thinking that there's black Jews. Well, let's go back a little bit further. Who are the first people on the planet? Black people. The DNA strand found in every one of us on this planet comes from isolated by a bunch of geneticists 
uh, from the M MIT and I think Harvard, they have a whole program on it that came on Discovery Channel called The Real Eve. And if anybody can get the chance to read uh, Mapping Human History, both say the same thing, that the DNA strand of this black woman from around the Great Lakes region of Africa by the country of uh, Uganda, that they isolated this gene and this gene is found in every human being on the planet. So if all of the humans come from black people, who would have been the first Jews? Mm -hmm. They would have been black. Yeah. So, so why is he losing his job and getting called anti-Semitic for only stating the fact? Here, you know, he, you know, he did that. I didn't like. He, he apologized. Like, that why made it worse? Why do these dudes always apologizing for this shit? Because they don't have me in, in, sitting in their kitchen or their living room smoking a blunt and saying, "Yo, homie, you ain't got to apologize for telling the truth." Yeah, it's like it's a bad look. Israel recognizes the Falashim. That's why they had Operation Solomon and brought the black Jews there. Furthermore, I think it was two years ago, Miss Israel was chocolate black. Mm. I gotta check her. I gotta Google her. Go look look up the black she Miss look good? Israel. I, yeah, she's Miss Israel, bro. What woman in Israel don't look good, black or otherwise? Ah. They all beautiful. You go to Tel Aviv, my God, the olive skin, you got them. You got them brunettes. You got them red hair. You got them blonde. He's fucking Israel. You don't want man. a Jewish girl, though. They, they don't know how to cook. No, nah, that's not necessarily true. You got I mean, they, they could steam some vegetables. All right, now we're talking about cooking, and you was just heading that way. Jamaican or Italian is a must. That's it. Uh, Spanish, Spanish from Spain mm. is a must. But too much Caribbean, seafood, though. But they are good. They are good. Oh man, I love the paella and the sangria. Yeah. What are you kidding me? Women in Spain are gorgeous. You know, whether Castile or Basque, it's fucking gorgeous. They are. They're hot, uh, but their mustache is always a little turn off. There. Oh, no, man, come on. Now they say the same <laughs> thing with Italian girls. Hey, who I never heard that before. Don't don't say that. But listen, come I on, don't Scott. care, man. Ciao, Italiano, bello, so bellissimo. You know the all words. of that met all of that man, I'm, I'm from Brooklyn, bro. Switch right. territory. Listen, Marine Park, Avenue U, you know, throw it up for the peoples in Brooklyn. Listen. All of the beautiful people of the Mediterranean, Greece, mm. Spain, Italy, Portugal, you know, France. Huh? You know, uh uh all of the people there, if we were just talking about food and which one could cook, my favorite food, my favorite food is Caribbean food, uh -huh. kind of universal. Like I love Jamaican food. I mean, I have an affinity for it because I'm raised eating it, but uh -huh. I love Cuban style paella. I love Puerto Rican style food. It's all pretty much the same with different, a little bit of different seasoning. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like you're using Sazon and Adobo and... Uh, sofrito and things like that in the in the Latin American dishes in the Caribbean, where Jamaican will you know uh, soak green pigeon peas and coconut milk, and it's all Caribbean food. But I love Italian food. Of course, maybe it's from me. Of course, bro, I will fuck up that three cheese tortellini. I listen, but I've been eating healthier lately and going more towards the vegan path, man. Myself. Oh wow, so I'm trying trying to extend. This yeah, and any of y'all out here listening to Post America podcast, feel free to send me uh, some vegan recipes. My my brother John Joseph, y'all all know from the Crow Mags, you know he's been vegan forever, and you know he he also inspired me. But all my vegan friends out there that inspired me, 
I've even lost weight. I've lost about, you know, I lost about 10 to 13 pounds. Damn, something like that's that. good. So just for me changing my diet. And I'm not even fucking training right now, but. Hey, Over man. this quarantine, I think I gained that probably, to be honest. Nah, man, when, when you're eating fucking those uh, Morning Star Farms fucking black bean uh, veggie patties and I'm, I'm, I'm cooking up uh, the squash and zucchini in the, in the pot with, the, with, you know, saute it with onions and I eat all the vegetables. I love beets. Yeah. I could eat an avocado with each meal, both breakfast and lunch. That's so just supposed to be me, good for you. That's me, good. Me. Oh man, me being vegan, I love baby spinach. I love broccoli and cauliflower. So yeah, you, you ain't really telling me nothing there. I love snap peas. So any of y'all got some good vegan recipes, man? Send them over to me, man. I'm trying to live another fifty years, so I can die old. Send the you know, vegan recipes to Scotty Banks. Send the vegan recipes. I take them all styles, whether it be you know Italiano, whether it be a Spania, whether it be a, a French. You know, now, now check this get, out. Get, get freaky with it. Check this out, Scott. You said something before. I'm going to play a devil's advocate with you when you yeah. say, uh, now I don't think it's reverse racism that you say that black people can't be racist. I don't think it's reverse racism, but I don't think it's correct because I think there's racism and then there's systematic racism and they're both separate and deserve their own definition. Stop right there. Okay, there's racism. There's uh -huh. racism. Yes. Exclamation point. And there's prejudice. Exclamation point. Mm -hmm. All of the people that are counter to that who are not white are being reactionary to the system as it is. Because racism only comes from a position of power. You have to have the power and the, and the propensity to be or a racist. We ain't never had any power over here. Mm -hmm. My Chinese, my Chinese people over here, my people's. They ain't had the power over here. We were, they built a whole fucking railroad system going out to the West and built little fucking towns. And they're very much a part of the American society. Well, that's where I think the difference is that for systematic racism, you need the power for racism as the one what? word. You just need the belief. Oh, no, 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 no. Hey, I can show you right now. Who has the audacity to run up in a state capitol, threaten the fucking governor? With, with various nice weapons. I seen one guy holding a SAR in his fucking hand. One guy had a fucking HK-91 and there was a whole bunch of AR-15s there and they ran up in the state capitol and the cops didn't do shit. White people. That's white privilege. That's a great example of white privilege. And why, and, 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 yeah, that's white privilege, but that is a part of the tool also of racism. Mm. One of these things look like the other. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, really, man, it's like, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, the other people could be prejudiced. Well, to be prejudiced, you don't need race involved. You could be prejudiced against, uh, I, nope. I hate, I hate, I dislike all garbage men. But you can't be Watch racist it. against all garbage men. You could be prejudiced. How many, of our, how many of our people in our scene will go, man, I hate new metal. Prejudice. And I'm going prejudice. like, I'm, I'm like, uh, why, man? Some of these bands got some, got some sound, some tone. They, like, I love corn. I'm a hardcore kid my whole fucking, most of my life. But I listen to corn, and I love yeah. to hear Feely play the bass. Doom, 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 doom. I know it's some, <laughs> you know, it's some new metal radio rock. But some of those bands are actually, I loved Alice in Chains. 
I yeah. still do. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'll be telling you, I'll be telling you a fucking lie. I told you, oh, I didn't like this band or that. And some people think that it's cool. They even, it even has a trickle down effect because they'll tell you hardcore bands that they don't like. And then you're looking at them like, come on, homie. Like, oh, he, you know how many times I defend your own band? What, from who? For, from various people I, I posted I said yo Wisdom and Chains like you say yo who's one of your favorite band I said Wisdom and Chains the other one go I like their early stuff they, oh, dig it fuckers um, absolute ass the prejudice Listen against us they're prejudiced against you they ain't gonna get no cheesecake like you will <laughs> that's crazy those motherfuckers they got some nerve putting hey, that out no, no watch it they'll go I like the earlier Wisdom and Chains well uh-huh. brother being that I like guitar riffs. I like syncopated drum beats. I like the bass to be right because it's the backbone of the band. I like the bass to be right there and pronounced in the song. When I hear you guys, the production is always good and everything is there. You throw your little guitar riff in there and Jotham brings it home with the sick vocals and the meaningful lyrics. So I'm going, okay, uh, when you you have a, a chasing from the time of chasing the dragon, from mm-hmm. then to all the way up to your 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 your, your last album, and I literally c- critically listened to the songs. Like I'm saying, I said, let me let me press my CD again because I have the CD player in my car, and and I keep your CDs in my car for that. Like I, it's it's good to drive and listen. You guys make a lot of songs that are good for driving. Like you you know you 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 want to drive and relax and do. And I'm singing along with Jotham while I'm driving and I'm hearing mm. your guitar riffs. And I'm like, yo, these guys are tight. The breakdowns are tight. Like, and, and y'all have a melody going on and, it, and it's romantic and good. And then you will break the fuck down like it's a full chaos war. Mm. And then I get amped up. We're fighting in the streets. We're fighting <laughs> in the streets. Come and get your boys. Cause we, yeah. If, so now person tells me I like early wisdom and chains. I don't like I'm like, uh, the new shit sounds every bit as good as the old shit. And I enjoy seeing them play sets that have songs off all of these albums. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. It's the same one that, well, I like old hate breed under the knife and satisfaction is a death of desire. I don't like concrete confessional. And I'm looking at them like, yo, hate breed brings it all the fucking time. Are you serious? No, I, they went commercial. Jamie is uh, a VJ on MTV. Dude, oh, stop it. Hey, go commercial. I mean, it's, you can say yeah, whatever you want. You can't say they, they, the sound went commercial at all. I, I know better than that. I listen to them and I go, yo, let me rewind this. Fuck. Let me hit track two on this fucking thing again. Because that shit sound fire, son. Now you sure that you you don't you don't like wisdom and change only just because we got the brother as the front man and that's reverse racism. No, you want to know something? I'm gonna keep it official. The fact that you have a brother as your front man, I have a little bit of extra affinity towards that, like saying that a little bit extra support because he is black. Yes, I'm going on record to tell everyone that's hearing this. Yeah, because I could see a reflection of myself in Jotham. I'm seeing my brother up there proud singing and he could care less what the fuck anybody thinks. And it makes me proud. Does it mean that I'm any less proud seeing sick of it all? Absolutely not. Because I think, I think sick of it all possibly is the greatest hardcore band of all time. And, yeah. and, and, it's, and, and there's a niche here. 
because you have agnostic front. So now when I look and I say agnostic front, Cro-Mags went through turmoil as a band and John is doing his thing. Harley is off and he done went off the reservation. Everybody went their ways, you know, but all of them guys, Paris, Doug, Mackie is still playing drums. Well, I love Mackie very much. I love John Joseph's my big brother, but they didn't have the longevity as one unit for yeah. long enough. Agnostic front, they've weathered the storm. Roger and Vinny have created an institution in music. But if I say for all of this time, them four brothers, Pete, Lou, Armand, and Craig, my God, man, what the fuck? Yeah, they never had mind. any kind of unofficial break or official break at all, right? They, they, they have stayed stopped. together from as long as I could fucking remember, 87, 88, watching them doing shit at Don Fury Studio recording from that time all the way now and going to Fat Records and the, uh, what you had, uh, uh, Call to Arms. Mm. Pick an album. All them shits are so fucking dope. banging, man. And, and I, favorite. I, I hear people say that about them. They're, oh, they're, uh, I like their old stuff. Yeah. Yo, once new again, stuff these, are, they got these, are ass, these are yeah. assholes trying to sound cool to their friends. I think their older stuff is better. Sometimes that may actually be the case. I'm going to keep it official it's, it's with possible. certain bands. Sure, that's possible. But that ain't the way bands are going to evolve. Keep mm. in mind, when you were playing guitar, say, 15 years ago, if you kept playing guitar 15 years later, your fingers are stronger. The calluses have covered over 20 times over. Your, you would hope, your, yeah. Your, yeah, your riffs, your riffs got better. You, you learned more different techniques of how to tune your guitar and what strings you like as opposed to you tried the GHS boomers. Now you're using the Ernie Ball steel wound. You like the carbon strings. <laughs> you, learn, you learn different settings on your amp heads and different effects pedals. And like, yo, man, I like the DOD fucking death metal or the death metal pedal. Or, you know, I know I like the zoom pedal. You know, I like you learn as you grow up. Mm -hmm. So Richie of 15 years ago, as opposed to Richie right now talking to me on the podcast, is a way better guitarist now. You get better as you get. We get. We age like fine wine. So yeah, when you I, I almost know new, how to play at this point. I'm getting close. The fuck out of here, man! Another 15 years, I'm gonna know. Yeah, then you'll be like fucking Joe Satriani. Get the fuck out of here! But check Yo, this listen. out. Let me give you this: the band Terror. I'll say I like oh my their God. new stuff is their best stuff, and I like their old stuff. I'm just saying. It's possible, yeah. You some bands, know. maybe their old stuff is the with terror. I think their new album is the best album they ever put out. Watch this. I will accept that because they evolved. Mm -hmm. You, 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 you structure music because you, you know when you've done all the other things before. Now you say, let me throw another lick into this. Let my drummer come in a different way. Mm -hmm. Let's put some like tribal type drumming, like like I'm used to it. Separatora, you know, uh, uh, Max's brother, uh, 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 the drummer for Separatora, he always played some like crazy tribal drumming shit. Or like my brother Monster, I, I, I watch him play in front of me, and I go, oh my god, yeah, this shit is crazy. And and it's like, yeah, you evolved as a band. I could say the same thing for Madball. Mm, like, yeah. I mean, Hoyer got greater as a musician as time went on. And when after you done been around the world, you heard sound, you tuned your guitar, you, you, and he and all he's doing is pulling these strings. But man, can he write a song? And he puts it in. He really gets your fucking booty shaking. You know, Madball stays bringing it. Freddie stay. Freddie's lyrics even got better and deeper. Way and yes. always his lyrics way, are really good. 
if, if you went from if you went from set it off to now they evolved as a band as an entity and it's a beautiful fucking thing only to have some jerk off jump up and go oh i like the earlier stuff nah man i would agree with you with the terror analogy i would agree with you i mean listen agnostic front agnostic front in in, in terms of sound and, and, and style agnostic front is its own unique thing Yes, I put them in a class by themselves. They 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 kind of got what I would say is the Motorhead scenario. Motorhead is not a metal band. Motorhead is not a punk band. Motorhead is not a hardcore band. Motorhead, motorhead is just they're Motorhead. Well, exactly. Agnostic Agnostic Front. Somebody say crossover, hardcore, punk. No. Agnostic Front. They're just Agnostic Front. Yeah. There will never be anything like. Bad brains, yeah, punk band, hardcore, mm. beautiful dreads talking to my anti system. They're the fucking bad brains. Yeah, that's it. So, so you know, to be honest with you, you know, then now let's go back to let's go back to the genre. Agnostic front is agnostic front. Sick of it all is the greatest hardcore band. Because they've only been like that. Agnostic Front is incorporating everything. Yeah. I would say one voice is the greatest metal album and the greatest hardcore album. It's Agnostic Front. Yeah. And and the influences are there. I mean, Roger would say, if you listen to hardcore and you don't like punk, you you know, you're not right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I understand what he's saying. It's because I grew up under them and... The, 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 the crusty punks and all the, you know, these fucking chaos punks when we were downtown and the Lower East Side, we were listening to GBH. We were listening to Discharge. We were listening to Anti Nowhere Leave. We were, we were listening to punk band Exploited. We were listening to this and hardcore. Wasn't, we, I spent like two years of my life listening to nothing but oi music. Pretty much oi, hardcore, and punk. Yeah. One of my favorite bands is Fear. Nice. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Circle jerks. Oh my goodness, man. Let alone broken bones, man. Nobby, I love you. See through my eyes. <laughs> How important oh. to you is music? You're very passionate about music. Is it as a percentage? How important to you? I'm is a, I'm a bust your balls right now. Are you serious? Uh, I, I'm just asking, you know, are you are you serious? You hear how I'm talking about the band? I, that's why I'm asking. I'm, I I imagine it's going to be a high level, a high percentage. But what is it? Watch though? this for yeah. for a guy that's never been in a band, mm-hmm. but yet is talented enough to front a band who's also a performance artist poet, me myself, and who is universally loved by the hardcore scene around the world. For the most part, I'm sure there's people that hate my fucking guts, but God bless you, man. Go on your way. Uh, Dude, for somebody that has never been in a band but is revered by people all over the world for being a, a, a part of the hardcore scene, an instrumental part of the hardcore scene, man, I, I, I got I to gotta say, man, like I, <laughs> I love this, man. I, I love this. Part of this, kept me, part of this kept me alive, man. Some days I would be depressed in prison, man. My saving grace would be come in and I wash my face. Look in the mirror, brush my teeth, you know, after when I was working in the mess hall or whatever my prison job was at the time. And I'm just fucking depressed from the day and hoping that the 
CEO comes by and says, Ebanks, you got mail, you know, and, and I, I'm feeling under the weather. I'm feeling depressed because I don't want to be in this fucking eight by six cell. And I put on my life of agony tape and put my headphones on and I listened to River Runs Red. That should save my life, man. Beautiful, beautiful. And hearing, and hearing Keith, now Mina, sing, the river runs red and I think I'm dying. Oh, yeah. The river runs red and I think I'm dying. And I'm in there breaking it down. I'm like, ooh. This is, that's what, and it made me happy. Yeah. And, and then I go put on my sick of it all tape. My enemy lurks in the corner of my eye, falling apart, staring back from the shadows of a mind, falling apart. My trust is like a crumbling statue, falling apart. I try to hide, but find no refuge, falling. Yo, what? Burn it down, burn it down. You're the one who's got to live with yourself. you got to. Burn it down, burn it down. Do I love music? Damn. Yo, when you <laughs> first got out, did you have like overload when you first were released? To Absolutely like not. Second day I was home, I was given you. Uh huh. And I heard my friend. Somebody oh, put it on the YouTube for me, and they showed me how to do it on my phone. Yeah. And I've been in love with your band since. February 24th, 2016, I read about y'all, seen you in photos, but when I seen, I'm like, yo, who's this brother here, man? And then I heard his voice and I said, oh, man, yo, man, it's my That's people. Awesome. I just figured when you did get out and you had access to all this music that you, you know, you might have heard about or were familiar with, you might have had like some overload almost. I, I, Oh, man, I did. I have overload right now. And I've been home almost five years. <laughs> Somebody that same day, uh, uh, my nephew, Webby, you know, my brother, Tragedy's son, we were sitting at the fucking the, the, the laptop at the, and he he puts on nasty. I've been oh, a nasty man ever since from from Germany. Yeah. Shocker. Face reality. Shocker. <laughs> you know, I, I said, what? I started hearing all these other bands. I heard these nuts, these, these nuts. Mm -hmm. And I said, yo, I like this shit. And I started hearing all these other hardcore bands that I never heard before because I was in. And, and then so some metal bands that I were like, whoa, this is like, I, I was already up on Meshuggah, but I didn't have their full catalog of music because I only had Obzin when I was in prison. I only had, and I love that too. I would be playing my, Man, I heard all the other fucking sugar shit. I said, oh, my God, where y'all been my whole life? <laughs> then I heard uh, Tommy from Celtic Frost had another band called Trypticon. I didn't even know. His wife plays bass for the band. Somebody set up the computer again, and we're watching YouTube, and I'm going, oh, my God, the old boy is still doing it. This shit is brutal. Then I heard newer obituary, and I heard newer napalm death. And I'm like, oh, my fucking God. This shit is fucking awesome. You I love this shit. I love it, oh, man. It's so cool. Listen, I'm, the, the, the girls there, the three-piece band there, Nervosa, Nervosa, the metal. I just found out about them the other day. I'm like, Nervosa. And I say, oh, my God, these girls bring it. The girl's pulling the fucking strings off the bass. Boom, 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 boom. I'm like, woo. So I'm still blown away by music. 
you know, how, I, about, I, I didn't, how about hip hop? Any new hip hop that hit you that you weren't aware of and I, when you got out? I, you, got, uh, you got on it. Joiner Lucas, uh, my boy there. That's from uh, my boy. That's from Hell's Kitchen. Uh, uh, what's his name? He 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 does Gang Gang. Marlon Craft. Marlon Craft. I love. I like Logic, who's also in a video and does a, does a piece with uh, Lucas Joiner Lucas. I love Vinny Paz. Vinny Paz. Oh yeah. Vinny Paz. Well, come on, man. You fucking fire. And, you know, I was introduced to the whole uh, uh, army of pharaohs. And, you know, then I got to see my own guys. You know, I was already aware of slain and support. And then I got the CDs and I'm banging that in my car and I'm, I'm spitting like slain, you know, and I hear Jay's son and I'm going, you know, it's a whole new world. And I hear Lord willing and I'm going, yo, the brothers are bringing it. Dudes are spitting that fire. They're not commercial big rapper, but. There's a uh, uh, R.A. Rugged Man. And, you know, they, they, there's a whole bunch of rappers that I, I, I'm super impressed with. And, they're, you know, their delivery and their lyrical skill. I came home and it was like, boom, you know, like my fucking head blew up with all of the fucking great music. They're like, yeah, you know, I, I, I don't do the mumble shit. I don't do the, you know, look at me. I'm being marketed a certain way. I'm a jerk off with some money. I don't do that. Now, as a as a guy from Brooklyn, or how do you feel about the face of Brooklyn now being Takashi Six Nine? I don't think he's a face of Brooklyn. <laughs> I love saying that to people from Brooklyn, though they get upset. They get no, but no, no, I wouldn't get upset, man. Because you should, you should get upset. That fuck. Why would I get kid. upset? I I was born in Kings County before that kid ever was in existence. No, Why would he even be relevant to me? Which one of us is a king? Him or the guy that never ratted on anybody? He's a straight OG that right. did 25 years, nine months, and 23 days in prison. I don't okay. even consider this motherfucker. You're talking about a lame ass dude. <laughs> you you, you want to say you want to say a crown of Brooklyn? You talking to me? Because you you can say all of that shit in a rap song. As I love the locks, I love the locks. Jada Kiss is one of my favorite. I like all of them. Mm-hmm. But you, 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 the name of your crew is the you know your record thing is D Block. How many of y'all went to prison? I've been in D Block, for real. You know, a lot of people have titles and thing, and it's good for the music and the entertainment and thing. And I love it. I support it. But hey, nothing beats an original. Well, when you were locked whatever. down, any famous cats in there at the same time or no? Tupac was in, but I wasn't in the jail with him. I never went to Clinton. He went up there when I guess you know. Being that he's a popular person, they kind of, you know, kept him away from the other people. And rightfully so, you know, yeah, he's mm. Tupac. No. Um, uh, the kid that played Collegio in a Bronx Tale was with me and Hudson. Oh, yeah. Uh, but he, all, one of him, was he, him or his friend shot a cop or something, right? His friend shot the cop. They just went over to, not a cop, he shot the guy, I think they were buying drugs from. But he, he wasn't him, the other guy shot him. But he oh, was, gotcha. you know, gotcha. when, you know, like if I go and shoot somebody, but you're with me and it was in a course of a yeah. crime, we both getting our ass beat. So I'll say, great. Just my luck. Scotty decided so, to shoot somebody today and I'm hanging out with him. Yeah. Okay. You and I went over there to go. You and I went over there to go get some smoke. We go over there and I get mad at the dude and I shoot him. But you were with me. You're guilty, too. I was there and the guy said to Scotty, I like you because you're not like the other guys. Next thing I know, Scotty shoots the guy. Exactly. I, I shoot the guy. Now, now I'm in trouble. 
Yeah. You know, and that's pretty much what happened with the guy. But he was very nice. And they had him in protective custody, too. But I would see him on a visit all the time. Oh, yeah. And and he would speak to me before we went back to get strip search and stuff. And he was always nice to me. And, you know, I was also one of the clerks in the uh, commissary. So anybody that bought anything, it had to go through me because I worked in the commissary. Mm. So, you know, and at that point, man, I was... I was pretty much done with my arrogant, ignorant, teenage, New York City thug bullshit. Like I was a grown man and I just wanted to come home and start a family of my own, you know, yeah, hug and kiss my grandparents and my parents. And, you know, my whole focus on life had changed. You know, I was vastly different from the violent, abusive, crazy fucking guy then as, you know, the loving, supportive adult I am now. Um, yeah. You know, I grew up, I, I fucking grew up, man. And I, I realized the amount of shit that I lost in my life. I, I realized that my, my life took a, a bad turn, but I could come out of this better. That's amazing. You know, I, my, my life isn't over, you know, and all you kids out there doing drugs and getting high, man, I love you. I, I want you to stop. If you need help, man, some of y'all know my name, Scotty Banks, a.k.a. Jock Chemistry. You can hit me up privately on Messenger. If you see me on uh, Instagram, you can hit me up. It's Instagram at J-A-H underscore chemistry, C-H-E-M-I-S-T-R-Y. You can inbox me if you need to talk, if you need counseling. If, if you're feeling suicidal thoughts, please contact me. You know, more, you know, I'm loquacious. I speak very well and I speak a lot, but I do care about you. You know, recently, my boy Keith, Miz, just passed, you know, and it's heartbreaking for me. Mm, sorry to hear And uh, And uh, he was a great graffiti artist and muralist, man. And, you know, it's heartbreaking. But I, I'll tell you this. Uh, we foster all of these great ideas in the hardcore scene. As far as, you know, good, good nutritional values, eating vegan, many of the brothers and sisters are doing jujitsu and Muay Thai now, staying in shape, cleansing your body. There's a lot of people who have been introduced to Eastern philosophy. I would learn about Hare Krishna and all of those things from John Joseph when I was a kid. And, you know, I, it opened up my mind to a whole new way of spirituality and, and you know, we, we fostered these great ideas, you know, the whole straight edge movement, thanks to Minor Thread and the bands that came after Youth of Today, Uniform Choice. I mean, there's a whole litany of those bands that were all so. lost. There, yeah. there was all, yeah, Richie, <laughs> my, my little brother. The only, the, only, the only drugs he does is Junior's Cheesecake. That's it. Uh, <laughs> so, so now, if we could do all of these things to inspire people to better themselves, why haven't we been able to do this shit with drug usage within our scene? Mm. Why is it that every other month somebody in our scene ODs and it's like, oh, well, you know, we love him, but he shouldn't have been fucking around. Or we love her, but she shouldn't have been fucking around. But we love them. It's par for the course. There's nothing about this shit that's complacent. There's mm. nothing about this shit that's normal. Come on, they're telling you they're cutting this shit with fentanyl and it's knocking off our friends. We have to stop this. We need to, and I'm no fucking hypocrite goody goody. I done ran my fucking, I done ran lines through fucking the little things of cocaine free. You know, I, I know, but now I'm gun shy because they're even cutting that with fucking 
fentanyl. Listen, Damn. dude, listen, leave all of this shit alone because they're killing us. I never spiked myself with a needle other than get tattoos. I, I never spiked myself with a needle, never smoked crack, but Hey, yeah, I, I had a toe to this and a toe to that in, in my time. And, you know, I love to smoke weed even right now, but that's more medicinal than fucking bad, you know, but the narcotic shit, man, within our scene, we need to be more vigilant and more concerned with the direction of the people around us that are using, because we all end up at the funerals crying and we all end up in our private moments and remembering those that died and break down. I said, man, you know, my boy is supposed to be here. My brother's supposed to be here. My sister's supposed to be here. What the fuck? What could I have done to intervene? Yo, listen, man. Help out your people that are drug addicts, man. Yeah, you're if right. Y'all wanna talk to, if y'all want to talk to me, I'd rather you talk to me than you go off the deep end. You know, our, our brother Vinny that, that passed earlier in the year, you know, God bless him. Mm. You know, so many other brothers and sisters. And we don't even know the details of the deaths of guys that have died recently. We don't know the details and, you know, give their families peace, you know, until it's determined by medical examiner and all until they feel comfortable of revealing this. But it, all, all the people we lose on the hardcore scene, man, this is not cool. We, we, you know, it, it's crazy that, yeah, we, we could inspire people to be vegan. We can inspire you to take care of your body. We can inspire you to unify and defy racism. We can do all of these things, but we ain't doing enough to stop people from doing drugs. And I know it's a personal choice. Ain't nobody going to stop you if that's really what you want to do. But at least we could be an influence. Yeah. At yeah, it is a problem, you. right? Not, yeah, I never even thought been, it. Wait a minute. It's, I just it, took it as you. like, that's how it goes down. That's a bad way to see yeah, it. But. Yeah. Hold on. We've had drug problems in the punk rock scene since Sid and Nancy. Mm. We've had problems in the punk rock scene with drugs since 77. Since the Ramones and fucking fear were young. <laughs> yeah. What? We've had how many of those people OD'd? Jeez. Whole bands are gone from that. Or legendary huh? Yeah, or they like uh you know the the toll it took on them and something else would get them, but they just have you know they they were in such a weak state from lifelong, you know, journey through the drug game and yeah, it's always it's so it's so so often drug related all these deaths. You're right, man. One way or the other. Yo, man, it's maddening. Like, it's it's even maddening, man, that we put our egos in the way, and it's easy for people who are insecure with themselves to discard other people. At the end of the day, man, homie, you going through the same shit I'm going. Whether you're flying straight and you're doing good, or whether you fucking banged out and living on your friend's fucking sofa. We're all going through similar things. Maybe I get up in the morning and go to work and maybe you get up in the morning looking to shoot heroin, but we're all here in America, man, trying to do something. Maybe things that happened in your life when you were younger, you need, you need counseling. You need mental health help. You know, I, I know that I do too. You know, I was abused as a kid, you know, and, you know, I've forgiven those who need to be forgiven, you know. And, you know, it, it turned me, they turned me violent. And then I was on the street and I, and I became violent and arrogant. And 
But now looking back on my life, man, and looking at the lives of other people, I don't want another kid to be like that. Mm-hmm. And if I could counsel them, man, I would fucking love to do that. Awesome real grassroots shit like your homie. I don't want you to go to prison. Nah, son, I don't want you to go to prison. I don't want you to spike yourself. Or like, sweetie, I don't want you to do that. You're a beautiful girl, man. You dropped out of college in your second year. I want you to go back to school, honey. I want you to get your health right. Put your weight back on. She's shooting heroin. Ooh. She drugged out on whatever is the flavor of the day. Oxys, Roxys, whatever the fuck. Yo, man. I want, I, I want you to know that I love you. I want you to know that there's a... Uh, there's people that love you in this life, man. You're not alone. And you're a hardcore kid on top of it. Come on, man. And for those of you that need counseling, man, want to seek something, man, yo, check out Refuge Recovery, man. Go on the site. It's Refuge Recovery, spelled just like that. And they, they'll either have a, a place in your area or go to the main site, Refuge Recovery. If it's difficult for you to find like that, go look it up on Instagram because it's, it's spelled like that. And let the people help you, man. There's a lot of punk rock people, a lot of people from the street who, you know, won't be uh, telling you a bunch of shit, but they didn't have the personal experience with this stuff themselves. It's real people that overcame real drug and alcohol problems, and they love you and they'll help you. And they use, uh, you know, some Eastern philosophy things and yoga and meditation and things to purify yourself and get you right on the right track. Mm. Yo, Scotty, man. I gotta say, bro, you're a good man, and and everybody out there, you heard, you heard this dude. Hit him up if you need. He'll tell you what's up. But before we go, Scotty, you want to lay anything out? I want to say this one thing. Mm. Hey, y'all, I, I I need help because I'm still, I I I achieve a little bit. There's like might be a little bit of milestone here and there, and then I fall back, and then things slow down for me and I don't get off the ground the things that I want to get off the ground because other things get in the way. Life gets in the way. Mm-hmm. I want to tell you all that I have two YouTube channels and I'm still diligently trying to do this podcast the way I want to do it. I'm trying to do it similar to the Joe Rogan show. For those of you that hear me, please, please subscribe to Till the Wheels Fall Off podcast. You're going to see my picture when it comes up. I'm trying to download more things. I'm trying. I hope to interview more people in the near future. Till the wheel, T-I-L-L. Till the wheels fall off podcast. Please subscribe. And to my other. And that's on YouTube? You, that's on YouTube. Okay. That's my, one of my YouTube channels. That's mm-hmm. specifically. I'm, I'm trying to make that just podcast interview me making me making uh my my little videos those of you that already follow me and know i'll make little videos and talk about political shit and talk about things going on in life and current events okay i have scott with one t because that's how my name is properly spelled actually is with one mm-hmm. t s-c-o-t jaw chemistry ebank so while it's spelt long you kind of catch me from all directions because my my other name my name given to me by my Rasta elder is Jock Chemistry, which is also my performance name for poetry. So it's Scott Ja J A H Chemistry Ebanks. That's my other YouTube channel. Please subscribe. I, you know that the more success I get with that, the more I'll be able to do, and the more people that I'll be able to touch. But I'm a, I'm gonna let y'all know this too. 
There's a Shriners Children's Hospital or any of the Shriners Hospital for kids. If you could donate your time or you could donate your money to any of the kids, the babies direct to Shriners Hospital, please do it. These children have leukemia. They have heart problems. They have neurological problems. If anybody in this life we need to love and preserve is babies, children, little people, seven-year-olds, six-year-old, infants, five years old, 12 years old, 15 years old, save the kids first and foremost. Donate and support to Shriners Hospital, Shriners Children's Hospital. These are things that you could look up, but also refuge recovery for any of y'all dealing with and battling through drug and alcohol issues or you want to get yourself right, hit up Refuge Recovery and see about some counseling. And Refuge Recovery. And, and of course, refuge. Shriners, very, very great cause. Shriners. Man, yeah. I, man, you want to make me cry instantly, man. And I look at a little baby got leukemia and the kid's bald from, from the chemo and the little kid smiling, man. Ooh, yeah. Tough and kids, I go, man, kids. they're so fucking strong and resilient. And I go, oh, man, I don't want this little girl to be sick. I don't want this little boy to be sick, man. Come on, man. You do. And, and, and while I'm saying that, somebody come on another post or another thing on my phone about some racist shit. And I'm looking at all these fucking people on this planet like assholes in the face of looking at children that need love and nurturing and support. Mm. You motherfuckers can find time to justify a police shooting. Get the it, it fuck is crazy out to think here. about. That's that's where the energy is put to show you oh, that this you, guy should have been killed that day by the cops. That's where they put their energy. Let me ask you something for all of you fucking geniuses out here that might hear this and have a counter argument. I'm just going to tell you this. Who in their fucking right mind buys their kid an AR-15 and knowingly drives them to an area knowing that their son is going to be in opposition of the people protesting? Crazy. What mind do you have? I'm not saying that your kid shouldn't have an AR-15. If he's with an adult supervision and he's with one of his parents, his aunt or uncle, and they're avid shooters and they're trained and we're going to the range and you're putting on your safety goggles and you're putting on your earpucks and you're going to the range and shooting off some rounds with your, your father and your uncle or your mom and your aunt or big brother or however, and these people are trained in gun safety and proper procedure. And they, they don't they don't have their finger inside the trigger guard when they're moving around. They use a very good gun tactics and gun safety. If you if a 17 year old has that type of situation, have at it. I'm all for you learning how to properly fire a gun. But to buy your kid a gun and then you're going to drive him to a place where the state militia guys are going to be. Mm -hmm. And he's going to be amongst them supposedly to protect an inanimate object, a business of some sort. And it comes into a situation where these people are riled up, they're protesting, they're throwing things. It's the name of the game. So your only recourse in your mind is I'm going to shoot some shots. Kid, mama that brought the kid there and, and, and child, you shouldn't be there. It's so stupid. Who, who brings now? God bless the people 
who here's the counter argument. I would like to say, who brings their child to a protest? Well, here, I have some friends that have brought their kids to a protest, but the reason that they're bringing them to the protest is to show their, their babies, listen, this is not the way we live. This is not the way we conduct ourselves. Yes, black lives do matter. Yes. And the reason that we're saying that is because this segment of the human family is being mistreated. It does not mean that the rest of the lives don't matter, but it means we're focusing on this because we're seeing a disproportionate rate of abuse and incarceration on this particular segment of the American family. And you're trying to foster these values into your kids. So people are bringing their kids to the protest just to show them so they could grow up to be better productive adults. But to bring your kid with a fucking loaded weapon, knowing that he has a slightly fucking white supremacist bin, that ain't a good look. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm going to say this, most white supremacists may probably, you know, in that same scenario, they wouldn't even do that. They're not going to expose their own kids to that, even though they might not be particularly feeling anybody, me or anybody that looks like me. You're just not going to put your child in harm's way. Okay. No, no sensible human being is going to do that. Yeah. So people are making this little nerd to be out like as a hero or some shit. It's crazy. Dude, that is the fucking craziest shit in the world. We go to a protest to protest police brutality only to get shot by Nazis. I know that are being protected by the police. It's like me saying, uh, I I went to the San Gennaro feast to support the, the, the Italian sausage and Zeppeli stand that Richie put up from wisdom and change only to get, beat up by a bunch of goombas. Yeah. And they say, who's the Moulinian? Kick his ass. And I'm saying, yo, I'm here to support the Italian people. It's like, Congo, <laughs> fuck you, you fucking, you fucking jamok. And I'm saying, yo, I'm jamok. over here eating Zeppelis. I'm over here eating Zeppelis and fucking calazones. You want, uh, it, it, it's like, no, dude, that's not what we're here for. Now, yeah, that's that thing with you- the other night is so crazy that if you do believe the kid is some, some kind of a hero, how do you not find it at least a little odd, no matter what you believe, that when he is trying to sort of give himself up or tell the police what's going on, that they wouldn't even, they had no worries about him. They weren't interested in asking him one question. He, they heard gunshots. They must know by that time that some people are dead. And now someone with a AR-15 is approaching them, hand motions, putting a number three in the air, wants to tell them something, wants to talk. And they say, nah, just get out of here. How you got to find that odd, no matter what argument you're trying to make for this whole thing. Oh, man, that you listen, man, that's light work. That's light work. Listen to me. Listen to me carefully. Mm-hmm. That's light work. We have books filled with photographs of lynchings. Mm-hmm. There's a book called 100 Years of Lynching. For those of you here in this Post-America podcast, please Google that. It's called 100 Years of Lynching. Just look at the photographs. We live in a country where they would hang us from trees for nothing. So this white kid shooting people, man, I'm not saying it's complacent or par for the course by no means. And I love my people. The kids that he shot were white. Mm-hmm. He shot a fucking skater, dude. Why don't we crack him? You look at that. He shot a fucking skater. Who the fuck shoots the skaters, man? The dude whacked him with the fucking skateboard and he put a fucking 5.56 round in them. Are you yeah. fucking serious? 
Dude, we live in a country that justified lynching. Insane. So any of these type behaviors, any of these type behaviors, we lived in a country that justified the forced march and enslavement and oppression of native people. When we helped many of the European people that first came here and were struggling through winters and struggling to eat, we taught them the fur trap. We taught them to build houses or anipis. Long and we taught them. We taught them the North American style, like the native people here, depending on what location you were in. Mm. And they turned around and slaughtered us. So when I look at anything now, I'm saying, "Yo, they've been doing this shit for 465 years, homie." You're just not first, shocked. You're just not shocked. I'm, I'm not shocked. I'm just saying that it's an extenuation of exactly all of these years. This is uh, all of these years doing the same thing. Why would the police let somebody? To, shouldn't that be a murder investigation now? Shouldn't they uh, cordon off the area and put crime tape and mark off the bodies and call the medical examiner and all that? Because people are dead. So that's a crime scene. Yeah. So if there's any if there's any potential or known suspects, aren't those the first people to be detained? Because there's a murder involved and there's penal code involved. There's law involved. What type of murder was it? Was it intentional murder? Was it manslaughter? A gun was involved. So there's shell casings on the ground. Mm -hmm. We got to put the little yellow cards next to the shell casings to show where they fell. We just told the kid to go home. Just go home. We just told the kid to go home. So it's the same thing as like, we called ourselves a coon. We're going to lynch him in the town square. And when you look at those pictures, who's standing under the dead black man or men or men and women or any combination, a whole bunch of smiling white people with their hair uh, 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 sprayed to the side. And they're smiling like they're at the fucking county fair. They're like, yeah. You you see you you see the Negro hanging from the tree? Yeah, we caught one. Like, yo, this is not a joyous event. What kind of sick barbaric mind is this? You motherfuckers. Listen, hey. Come on, man. Call it like and, and all you other people over here, let me be clear about this. I hate pedophiles. I hate rapists. All of you guys on the bandwagon of oh yo this yeah what's one, with that, that dumb shit all of a sudden yo, yo, I hate that it, shit. Initially I was with it. Now it's becoming annoying. It's so I'm, stupid. I I'm telling you this from a perspective of a dude that had to sit in groups, anger management groups, uh, drug counseling groups while I was in prison, and some of the guys that are in those groups have these type of cases. Some of the guys are drug dealers, armed robbers, murder. They are various assorted different crimes. But the rapists and the pedophiles, they get ostracized by all the other guys in the prison. Because mm -hmm. many of the guys there, they got daughters, wives, girlfriends, mothers. We all got mothers in one form or another, whether, you know, God bless if she's still with us. But we don't like rapists. We don't like pedophiles. I had yeah. a guy come on. I had a guy come on and put some disparaging remarks this morning on my 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 post about Chadwick Bowman and giving the brother a shout out that just passed. And he gets on there and gives me this whole tirade about Hollywood and pedophiles and oh, you shouldn't be glory. You shouldn't be glorifying Hollywood. And and if you and watch what he says to me, mind you, I've been a Marvel Comics fan since I was a little boy and I used to collect. He says to me, 
if you really knew the true story of the Black Panther, you wouldn't be saying all of this. This is what I took it down. I took I said I got ready to answer him back and I said, I can't do it. And I said, furthermore, Richie's going to call me in a minute so we could do this podcast. I don't got time for this. But I took it down. The, the point I'm going to make to all of you fucking hucklebucks, man, that act like that. Check this shit out. If you feel a need, don't even fucking press send on my shit. Don't put no shit like that up there on my shit. You know why? Because I posted that up there, man, because a man just passed away from the colon cancer and his wife is, is heartbroken. His family is heartbroken. The world that loves him is heartbroken. And when you try to connect these uh, tra child trafficking, uh, 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 Epstein fucking uh, sex island shit with all actors and actresses, you're bugging. It's so stupid. All actors, all actors and actresses aren't with that. Some of them are. We, we know. I Some mean, of every element of society is with that, of course. Exactly. So we could we could give you a list of cops that have been found guilty. Of that or should we just say, oh, stop cops, stop cops. They're pedophiles, pedophile. It's the whole cops, Hollywood thing is cops, so stupid. Soldiers, oh, listen, listen to what I'm saying, man. It's so fucking crazy that this guy came on my shit and put that. What the fuck does that have to do with this man's passing, oh. man? That, and this is intentional thing. Like it's some kind of. Oh, I some, blocked the fucking asshole. And I, all the save our children, save the children, kill a pedophile. Like all of a sudden, it's like, it's like this virtue you, I'm, signaling I'm, nonsense. Like yes, of course, pedophile. Like you got to actually write that. And if you want to kill a pedophile, go ahead. Nobody's stopping you. Go do it. Stop. Stop hashtagging my, it and go. Go to work. You, 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 you jumped ahead of me because I was getting ready to say. And thank you so much, little brother, for doing that. Uh, P.S. to all you fucking buckshot patriot anti whatever fucking people and in your mind, keep it official. You ain't gonna bust a fart in the disco, homie. <laughs> you ain't gonna you ain't gonna swing on nothing. You might stick your chest out and act like you's a bad man, homie. You ain't doing Nathan. You heard? Mm -hmm. You ain't doing none of that. You run your mouth on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. You're not out there trying to stop sex trafficking. You ain't never confronted none of these people. Even when they on a sex registry, uh, 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 sexual crime registry in your fucking town, in your county. Homie, stop running your mouth. If you're about that life, then step to one of them. Exactly. Other than that, shut the fuck up. Because I, I got a long history of slapping up and, and jacking up clowns like that and ostracizing them. Because I had to live next to them when I was in prison. And mm. I ain't the only one. I just come from the side where we did less talking and more swinging. Mm -hmm. it, it, all of these people got grand ideas about how shit should be done, this, that, and the next. You ain't even protecting the girls in your own scene. You're not even protecting the girls in your own neighborhood or even, even more. So, moreover, you ain't even protecting the women in your own fucking family. Yeah. Put your how many mouth. of your cousins have been, how many of your cousins have been molested? You might not have heard about that because you always all little kids then, but you come to find out that Uncle Johnny over here was molesting my cousin, and now we're all adults, and you ain't you you y'all hugging them at Thanksgiving then. Y'all ain't even clapping the dudes in your family that's responsible for exactly. hurting kids Do in something. your own fucking family. Do something. You think a motherfucker could sit across the table at my grandparents' house having molested one of my sisters? That 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 Thanksgiving is fucked, bro. Mm -hmm. The tables flipped over, the turkey went wild, and that dude's getting beat unconscious. 
You, guys you, getting you beat with serious? salad tongs. So, so, yo, man, a motherfucker got stuffing on them, gravy, mashed potatoes, and I'm a, and, and fucking and Nike fucking Air Max footprints in his motherfucking face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All you people are like, oh, y'all hate pedophile, but you ain't swinging on nobody. Nah. Y'all all got talk. something to say, but you ain't doing nothing. Shut the fuck up. It's all it's all right wing bullshit too. It's it's all like a big ploy. No, it's somehow a, it's a somehow everybody bullshit. that hates Trump uh, that has a name is uh, from Tom Hanks to Ellen is a pedophile somehow all of a sudden, and then they they well, they, they ploy it so if you if you don't back it like oh you you support pedophiles like they put you in this corner. Shut up fucking clowns i'll show you how stupid all of that is donald trump's in photos with all the people you mentioned i know i i, I know that but somehow he he gets a pass if you're really worried about pedophile the guy has he had charges against him for raping a 13 year old they were dropped but they were still but, legitimate charges but, but, but watch it they're selective on who's fondling the kids or the exactly. young woman exactly you, you see what you want to see and you ignore the other i say shit can them all but exactly. then again, I'm a real punk rocker. Yeah. I'm not trying. Lock not up trying Bill Clinton to... and lock up Trump. Lock up everybody if they did something. I don't give a fuck. I'm not sw I'm not worshiping none of these dopes. You know, I don't this, I don't fly this... a flag of somebody's name in my fucking driveway or on my truck. Like this whole once, culture of this shit is, is bananas. Once again, all of these people are in pictures with Epstein mm -hmm. with with, uh, Trump is in pictures with the Clintons. Everybody's smiling. Mm -hmm. All these people are smiling. The actors and actresses that are being put on blast right now, they're smiling. Yeah. Roman Polanski is still uh, a wanted a wanted man, but he's in Europe with no extradition. Yeah, they, they just smashed uh, Weinstein. They gave him an asshole full. I'll make it even more so. Bill Cosby was like the uncle I never met. I had a fat Albert lunchbox when I was a little child. When I was in second grade, I hey, loved hey, him, hey. man, like a, yeah, yeah, he's fat, Albert. Listen to what I'm saying. I loved him, but the man raped numerous women. He drugged them and fucking raped women. Mm -hmm. Now, when it first came out that it was one, I said, oh man, maybe this lady is looking for some money. Then when it came out, it was two. I said, maybe this is a copycat. When the third lady came up, I said, oh, you know, cause he's a famous man and he's yeah. very filthy rich. So I said, in the third lay, I'm like, oh, what is going on? And then all 31 of these women that was on the cover of the damn New Yorker magazine, was it New Yorker or Vogue? And they were all speaking out. And they started interviewing Beverly Johnson and all of these people that they don't need to try to fleece you for your money. They don't have as much money as you, but they got money. They live in a mansion suit. Yeah. And when you start hearing from women that who are successful now, then thinking say, back okay, to the past, so now I'm starting to pay attention. I'm like, all of these women, did they all say in different stories? I was there. We had a little wine. And when I woke up, you know, my vagina was wet. Ooh. And I don't, I don't remember kissing him or consenting to what's going on here. And I woke up delirious in bed. When you hear this from several women now, I got to look at you. Then I started saying, oh, fuck you, Bill. Fuck you. And this is a person that represented. Not only my race, but the world. This was one of the greatest comedians, actors, philanthropists, gave to universities. And I know the oh, whole beloved American. with him. And, and I most love the Cosby show. We, you know, all the, yo, man. I turned my back on yeah. him. R. Kelly was my favorite R&B singer next to 
uh, 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 Stevie Wonder and uh, what's about Smokey? You know, Smokey Robinson and the Miracle, Nat King Cole. You know, the legendary singers, but of the modern era, who sing like R. Kelly and make our uh, inspirational songs? I believe I could fly. Mm-hmm. Or I watched the first episode of that shit. Uh, uh, being R. Kelly or whatever the fucking documentary, the six piece, and I couldn't watch no more. Mm-hmm. I said, "No, man, I don't fucking jack you. Get the fuck out of here, man." And just because you're black like yo. me, that don't mean that you get a pass, homie. No, nah. you're supposed to get a gym star across your face, man. I heard you just caught you- something in jail. Did you hear Did that? Caught something. He, no, he I called, didn't, it's, it's, uh, somebody somebody got to him in jail and heard fucked him up or something. Homie, that dude, these dudes use their power and their influence mm-hmm. to hurt women. And I'm not with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I I I I don't see there's no value in it. It's fucking crazy. And women deserve to be treated better than that. Man, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, he's you know, a piece of shit. And, and, you know, because you know, like I said, at first I said, hey, what's going on here, right? Who's this? You know, because you, you don't, you, you, you'll be reluctant to just jump out there and, you know, throw somebody, you know, under the bus and convict them. You know, we're convicting them once the allegation is made. No, 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 no. Let's bring all the facts to the table. Yeah, when you start getting, when you start bringing multiple women into the phrase saying this and this happened to me while I was with this person. I go, oh, man, my heart just dropped. Mm -hmm. I said, man, Bill, what are you doing, dude? And I can't jack that, man. Yeah. He was like one of the most beloved Americans consistently for decades. Like, you know, just especially during his reign of the Cosby show. It was the number one hit show, NBC, with all the other shows. But that was like the king of the shows. Yeah, and man. then somebody jump up and say, oh, they're only doing this to him because he tried uh, he tried to buy NBC and he's trying to make a black network. And think, and I'm like, yo, man, y'all are reaching another conspiracy that the people drop. And, and, and while I don't know, maybe behind the scene, one, two thing may possibly be true. Who the fuck knows? But I'm going to tell you, ain't none of you motherfuckers that saying this shit are more black conscious than me. Mm-hmm. So you, you could fucking pump your fucking brakes. Know what I'm saying, but uh, yeah, you gotta you gotta call it like it is, and then you know that's when people respect you when you call it like it is. When you're not, you know, you're not just pulling your own agenda. When you see like something's not as you thought, and you're willing to say it, that's respect. Like yo, he he saw that there was something a little different than he originally, you know, made it out to be, uh, and and you call it out. You're always fair with that. I I am. You want to know something though? As I gotten older. I've learned the art of stepping back mm-hmm. because I used to always be the one that was vocal, first one to swing, first one that, and then I say, yo, this is not good for me. It's not good for my spirit. Yeah. It's not good for my mindset. You know, it's not, it's not good for me. She's not healthy at all. It's not good for my blood pressure. Yeah. She's not, it, it's, while I feel the way I feel, my reaction to what I feel, that shit has to be tempered. You know, yeah, I, if sure. I feel like, yo, you know, I have options, you know, mm-hmm. say I'm somewhere and, you know, somebody, 
disrespects my girl or disrespects mom or then you say no problem I, man it's okay you just it depends on it, it depends on what's going if i have to protect their lives you're getting fucked unless you shoot me first or something if i put hands on you when i can get you anyway unless you have some fucking serious training i'm fucking you up because I got a little rudimentary training and I could and I could fucking get busy. I could throw hands. But if it came down and down, I got to protect the women in my family, something like that. Right. If it was just words and if it was just words in the supermarket, I didn't say, come on, mama, let's go home. Mm-hmm. Mom. Let's, yeah. And then she's telling me, hey, fuck you, you fucking you asshole. And, you know, in Walmart, you know, before I let, you know, some a woman in my family get into all of that and we end up on World Star because I'm beating the shit out of the dude, you know, and, and his fucking wife. For, you know, fucking with my mom, you know, before, before some shit like that, I'd be like, mom, come on, let's go get in the car. Yeah. You, you, you have to pick your battles, man. You know, somebody said, yo, somebody said something to my mother, man, I'm fucking them up. So yeah, well, your mother also doesn't want you to be incarcerated and have to spend fucking thousands of dollars in legal fees and bail. Yeah. So, so be the better man and just take your mom and go to another supermarket. Use Leave discretion. The fucking place. Yeah. Use discretion. Absolutely. So. You got to choose your battles. Mm-hmm. You, 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 you got to choose your battles. And, you know, everything ain't meant for you to fight. <laughs> every, every, sure. everything, everything ain't meant for you to fight. Some things, man, it's like, all right, let's say, let's say I go to the local gas station, the little mini Mart, 7-Eleven or whatever. And I'm wearing a particular T-shirt that somebody that's a little bit has a right bin ain't too cool with. Or he's smelling himself today and just got something to say. Maybe I'm wearing a Black Lives Matter t-shirt. Mm-hmm. And I walk out of the store and the guy says, you know, that shit is all a hoax. It's, you know, you guys are being played by Soros and fucking whatever, you know. And, and I say, hey, bro, I mean, at least good morning. Good morning. I mean, <laughs> where, where's all this coming from, homie? I don't even know you. Yeah, well, you know, you you people are being. What do you? Whoa, 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 whoa! What do you mean, you people? You people, what? So you telling me, man, that we don't have a right to protest, man? Uh, uh, disproportionate rate of incarceration and police brutality and all the other fucking fifty fucking things that are levied against my fucking people. No, what I'm saying is that you, you know, you, and we get into a fight, right? Mm-hmm. I somewhere before the the first hand got swung, I gotta go. This guy's a clown. Let me get in the car and drive home. Mm. Yeah, whatever, dude. Yeah, whatever, yeah. dude. If you or, can. Or worse. Or, or, or worse. He, he gets back into his truck and takes out a burner and sh- he shoots me. Yeah, and gets away with so it. So now, you know, it could go both ways. I could kick he his fucking ass around. He was scared for his life. Him. Yeah, he was scared for his life. And now he just shot me. Or is I, I kick him around like a FIFA soccer ball. The police show up and they shoot me. So it's, sometimes you got to go. Hey, man, fuck these fucking clowns. And then you got to come to the realization that the people that are perpetuating and enforcing the laws of the rich people are one, people who were appointed by or took the tests and filled out the application to become law enforcement and white civilians with a white supremacist bend. Not all white people are like that. Many white people would defend me and other people like me, black people. But then you have a segment of the American family that is accepted by the police. There's Blue Lives Matter, the asshole that's driving around with the Punisher skull in his fucking back of his truck with the American flag uh, uh, imposed into it and the fucking flag with the blue stripe on. Yeah, you want to know the funniest thing? All of these assholes say that 
we want to honor our Second Amendment right to bear arms. And you say, well, what is it? What does that specify? You know, so we could all we, we could possess arms to protect us in the event that the government becomes tyrannical. Mm-hmm. Here you okay, go. Okay, mm-hmm. but yet you po- yet you support the police. Yeah. You see the hypocrisy here? Either you're going to have guns to protect you from the potential overthrow of your government by members of the said government, or you're going to support the police. You can't do both things. This, yeah, it's all right. You hear, but, but wait, here's the hypocrisy. A bunch of white guys ran up into the state capitol in Michigan with assault weapons, and the cops didn't do anything. Nothing. So, so you're blatantly telling me there's one law for them and another law for us. Shout out to uh, Foreskins. Yeah. <laughs> Great song. Wait a minute. You want to tell me you're a skinhead, but the Foreskins are saying one law for them and another law for us. I mean, I don't think y'all are listening to the lyrics in these fucking bands nah. that you all claim that you love so fucking much. There's people that have been did. in the scene for 20 years, and I just found out that they're just, they're just visitors. They, don't, they, don't, they never got Dude. nothing out of this. It's the same thing like hip hop heads, like yeah, the average dude in the hood. I can't even really call them a hip hop head. They just like they like certain rap artists, but all of them like the beat. Mm, yeah. They bob, they bobbing, they bobbing their head to the beat, but they ain't really a gangstar fan. No, you bobbing, you bobbing your head to the beat, but yo, that's that's a Dre beat. You know what I mean? Mm. That's a uh, uh, gangstar is uh, is DJ Premier. You know, this, yo, really, it's about the beat. Did you listen to the fucking message? I mean, when I listen to Nas, I hear the different people that has engineered his sounds through the years and Primo doing it. But when I listen to Nas, I listen to everything. I'm listening to sound quality. I'm listening to lyrics, delivery, and the music all at once, just like I'm listening to Wisdom and Chains. My man. So now when you listen listening to Wu-Tang, what you think? I'm just listening to Method Man go Takao. No, I'm listening to the whole fucking thing. I'm listening to the RZA beat. I'm waiting for the next member of the Wu Killer B come on the track. I'm not just listening to the beat. I'm yeah. waiting for Raekwon to come on. I'm waiting for Ghostface to kill on. Inspector to come on. I'm listening to Inspector Deck come in and say, "Yeah, yeah, son." Boom. You say, yeah, I, I. "What?" But that's my approach to music. Yeah, my approach to music is to hear the sound in in time with the drums and the bass and however whatever genre of music it may be. It could be classic heavy metal like Iron Maiden or Judas Priest, Saxon, you know, the hair metal, you know, it could be like that. It, it could be old rock. It could be fucking Deep Purple and Led Zeppelin. I'm listening to the song, man. Yeah. And I'm I like singing the complete along. construction is what I want. Right. I want the complete construction. So I don't I'm just want to look at the drywall. I don't just want to look at the framing. I want the complete. Nah, man. Now, nah, all the way down to the feng shui. How the That's fuck you put right. the furniture in the house? I want everything. I want to know everything, how it is. So a lot of the people that that you come to find out, they along for the ride because they like they like them breakdowns in the song. You know, when you hear hate breathe, and they let it run. You come to me for salvation, saying I must repent. You know, <laughs> you're like, whoa, Jamie. You know, yeah, they're there along for the ride of them, them uh, 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 you know, doubt me, hate me, you're the inspiration I need, doubt me. Yeah, yeah, you're along for the ride, but you really ain't about that life. You, yeah, you, a lot you, of visitors you, in the scene, man, a lot of yeah, phone you, frauds. You, you're the same one, you're identical to the kid that listens to rap and only hears the beats. 
you ain't listening to none of the lyrics. And even some of y'all know the lyrics, but you're driven by the beat. I mean, you make a song, you know, God bless him. He ain't got to throw a brick for a living, but you listen to Rick Ross. And what do you hear? Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. And some rudimentary stupid rhyme that really don't equate to anything with a dope ass beat. What does anybody ever remember about that? The fucking beat to the song is fire. Yeah. When I, when I listen to hip hop, I'm listening to the, yo, some just spit some ill crazy shit. That's what I, I grew up listening to rock him and EPMD. All right. You have to be able to spit. I grew up listening to heavy metal and rock. Your guitarist has to be able to do a shred solo. I'm an Eddie Van Halen fan. I had every Van Halen album to, for, from the first one to 1984. So if you ain't playing guitar like that on a, on a heavy metal side, then your fucking band is trash. <laughs> death, Yo, that's, that's, a big, that's a big thing to, to ask, though, <laughs> playing like Van Halen. No, 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 no. Listen to what I'm saying. No, I Van, Halen, I know, I know. Van, Van Halen is the, you know, the big, big, big show there. But we could break it down. Dockin. If you listen to the first two Dockin albums are fucking classic. Tooth mm -hmm. and Nail. You hear that. And you're hearing George Lynch guitar solos. When you hear just got lucky and you hear him and then he comes down then he comes down to the ninth fret and he's beating the shit out of you and he grabs your tremolo bar and you hear should have known better should have seen right through over and over falling in love you know your shit homie you know your shit yeah but all of the bands at that time Randy Rhodes, man. Yeah. Randy fucking Rhodes. And then unfortunately, Randy died in the fucking plane crash. He crazy with Ozzy, buzzed the fucking tour bus. He's dead. He brings another guitarist, Jakey Lee. Comes out. Here he is. He's the wolf man. Bark at the fucking moon. And that fucking opening guitar riff to that album is one of the best guitar riffs I've ever heard. And Jakey Lee murders the song. So I go, Ozzy ain't never had nothing but great guitarists. No. Pick an album. Always. All the way all the way down to Zach Wilde. He had Steve Vai for a minute. He had Rudy Sarzo playing bass. He had Tommy Aldridge at one time playing. He ain't had nothing but great musicians in any of Ozzy's bands. Mm -hmm. Even now, his new album, Everybody's a Monster. So when you came to the table to play heavy metal in my childhood, come on, man. I was listening to Iron Maiden. Those are master musicians back then. When you hear, when you hear Ace, I mean, Ace is high. The whole song is a masterpiece. You know, they do the little preamble. And then fucking Bruce comes, Bruce's beautiful voice. There goes the sirens that warn of the air raid. Here comes the sound of the gun sending flak. Out of the scramble, we got to get airborne, got to get up for the coming attack. Jump in the cockpits and start up the engines. Remove all the wheel locks, there's no time to waste. Yo, listen, when you hear Iron Maiden, you're hearing every beautiful bit of music all at once. Yeah. Bass, you know your drums, shit, man. You know guitar, your shit. And, you, and the fucking guitar solos are insane. And you're going, yo, that shit. 
Listen, man, even some of the rudimentary gar- guitar playing at certain times, the, the groove and like the more rudimentary guitar playing of Judas Priest and K.K. Downing is moving back and forth with his blonde hair spinning. And he's a break. And you hear Rob going, breaking the law, breaking the law. And, you, and, you're going, and he's like, oh, hell bent, hell bent forever. I grew up with that. You had to be able to play. Yo, how your much instrument. shit do you got in your head, bro? It's crazy. I don't. I don't know, man. I think y'all need to download it before I die, that man. Is I'm crazy. Fucking... So now when you translate that, think of the era in music that I grew up. Hip hop began when rap hip hop started when we we were nine, ten years old. So you're looking for me, my early memory, I was nine, I turned nine, 1979, that summer, because my birthday's in June. I turned 10, 1980. So I'm going back. You heard the Sugar Hill Gang. Mm-hmm. You, you, uh, Grand, uh, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, African Bombada. This is what we were heard as a kid. At that same time, we were hearing rock bands that were legendary now. They're considered classic rock, but they were, they were young and spry then, ACDC. So anyway, you look at music, whether it be R&B, jazz, country, in that time, everybody had to be a musician first. So whether you were rapping and scratching records or you were playing guitar solos and doing drums, you had to be about that life. Nowadays, any jerk off can fucking put three fucking power chords together, use the effects on their amp, use the fucking their line six amp on top of their fucking uh, four by four by 12 or four by 10 fucking cabinet, whether you got a Marshall or a fucking uh mesa boogie or whatever whatever you choose to use and and you think you about that life no homie you ain't about that life play me a guitar riff with no fucking distortion let me That's hear it right let's hear that raw dog see if you any. let good. me hear that well let me hear that like fucking opening eve malmsteen's water sound like water coming from heaven and you're getting the right harmonics yeah play with no effects now, now we talking how about this rap with no beat oh shit yeah oh yeah Nas can do that sure yeah can. Biggie Biggie can do that job bless him Buster Rhymes could do that see anybody that's a Snoop Dogg can do that anybody that was about that life that could uh, uh, be real could do that anybody that's about some rap shit even the underground guys, man, my brother Panic can do that. Jay Sun can do that. Mm-hmm. Spit when there's no beat. Vinny Paz That's, could do that. Vinny Paz could do that. Spit when there's no beat. Don't let That's the beat right. carry you. No, if you're really about that life, you carry the beat. That's right. Rakim carries the beat. It ain't the other way around. If you're well, in listen, a, Scotty, I'm running, I'm running out of space. So bring oh, us shit. out. Let's bring us out with something good. Anything you well, want to say before we go? I, I love you all. You know, stay focused in these trying times <laughs> and uh, stay in touch. You know, uh, w- hit me up on my podcast and on, uh, like I said, Till the Wheels Fall Off podcast and to my sites at, at Instagram too, Till the Wheels Fall Off podcast. Also, Jack Chemistry. He's my 
my major uh, Instagram at J-A-H underscore C-H-E-M-I-S-T-R-Y. Stay in in touch with uh, Post American Podcast because we're going to come back at you. Hopefully this COVID shit dies down, man, and and the brothers start to go on tour. Brothers and sisters start to go on tour and start playing more music and yeah, you know, man. also, you know what? also, we gotta, go ahead, go ahead. Also, uh, no, also my brother turned on his podcast back on Hoya rock and, you know, uh, hit up his podcast, man, uh, smoking word podcast, you know, Hoya is always a great brother to, to listen to and learn from men and always inspire you. And also definitely going to make you laugh. Yeah. Yo, 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 hit me up, man. Yo, 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 hit me up on, on, a, on a smoking word podcast. Yo, we're going to get them booty shaking. Yo, man, <laughs> maybe we light something up your heart. Yo, listen, hit up, hit up Hoya, watch his podcast, man. Support everybody on a hardcore scene. And uh, wisdom and chains forever. Peace. All right, homie. Respect. Thank you. We'll talk soon, all right? All right. I love you, brother. Peace. Thanks a lot for listening. We really appreciate it. Post America Podcast will always be there for you. Don't forget that. Tune in next time more fun with the boys. Until then, get your fucking ass out of here before I give you a smack, motherfucker! Who the fuck is this you in? This is post-America! You ain't shit, motherfucker!